Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. I didn't think that we were counting down. I thought we were going to go in with like usually casual do, talk. A point, usually. Just let us know that we're on. Well, no. Usually we just like talk casually. Yeah, but... you still give us a point when you let us know where we actually started. Yeah, and but... you just said, we just said, all right, let's go. Like we were doing a normal. I didn't know if you were going to like do a casual conversation or not, though. So usually just... after you say, all right, let's go, that means the conversation is not casual anymore. Correct. It's, it's <laughs> somewhat scripted. It's not scripted. Well, the script was, this is our last show before Christmas, so to all the listeners out there of SNS Nation, Merry Christmas. From us to you, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. And for you guys, what do your typical plans look like over the holidays? Hectic. As they always are. Always has been. Right? Are you well, all put everything in one day kind of guy? <clears throat> or kind so of no, family? not anymore. We were. Oh, it used to be insane. So it used to be, we'd go, my mom's Christmas morning. Then we would swing by my stepdad's parents and do his family. And then would go my dad's dad and his my aunts and uncles. And then it would be in the night at my dad's. And then Christmas Eve was just as hectic. Did so you? now it's a random day throughout from this amount of time for my grandpa on my dad's side. Same thing for my grandma on my dad's side. We do our progressive dinner thing with my aunts and uncles, so I don't see them on Christmas anymore. And then, so it's now my grandma's at 9 in the morning. You go bright and early. And then we do Shaylee's parents, Shaylee's family, and then my dad's, and we do my mom on Christmas Eve. It's a full slate. Yeah, so a lot less hectic, because we also go to my grandma's on Christmas Eve before my mom's. Yeah. Because the thing is, you open your pajamas of Christmas Eve. Tradition. So, but Christmas Day got so hectic that we started to not have time since we moved out yeah. to do it with my mom on Christmas morning. So, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah, this year we're going my dad's parents on Saturday, so the 23rd. Then at mom's Christmas Eve with the usual, like, Charcuterie board, snack stuff there. You want to know what my mom's ordering? Charcuterie for sure, dude. Got Kinders. Be. Get out of here. Yeah, that's going to oh, be my Christmas Eve man, meal, dude. Big time. Yeah. I Hallelujah. Said, I said, there's going to be a lot of people. How many wings do you plan on buying? You need 50 just for you. <sighs> Honestly. Minimum. So yeah, Christmas Eve there at Mom's. We always do like the office Christmas episodes. Uh King of Queens Christmas episodes, Elf usually. We don't have any traditions like that. My grandpa will be, ha- he will have Home Alone 1 on repeat. It's the only Christmas movie he watches, and he laughs at the same parts every single time. Uh, it's, it's faithful, yeah, reliable. It's li- like he'll, like, he'll start to chuckle when he knows what's about <laughs> to happen, and then he'll just bust out in full laughter. Um, it's an old guy thing. I'm kind of the same way now. The only times I've ever seen him laugh. Like, that hard is that and Kevin Hart. That's it. Really? Yeah. What a different end of the spectrum there. Yeah. See, every time... Uh, like, his retirement gift was him taking the family to see Kevin Hart. <laughs> That's a little backwards, but <laughs> yeah. what the man loves. More power to him. 
And then, yeah, Sunday at uh, Grandma's with the whole family there. Whole day thing. Yeah. Probably starting at like 11-ish. And I assume lasagna or stuffed shells and ham. We get half the Italian, half the traditional Christmas spread. And a nap, of course. Basically Thanksgiving 2.0, just with more gifts. And more pasta. Different meal. Yeah. 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 And actually having ham this time. Uh, fingers crossed. I don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> see, mine's not really as het- as hectic. I mean, now it's a little bit more because like we're doing Michaela's Christmas stuff on Christmas Eve, and then just doing mine on Christmas Day. But like, it's really just doing presents with my mom, and then going to my grandparents. Probably about noon. Yeah, because your family's relatively small. It is. It is. I um, mean, I guess really yours is too. Just a handful more aunts and uncles. I think your grandma had what two kids? Two. That's almost, un- I couldn't fathom what that would be like. It's probably nice. Uh, I mean, it, it's. We know the two kids she had. It's nice as an outsider looking in because my family is so gigantic. Yeah, yours seems so hectic. It does. And it's like, that's just my immediate family. Yeah. Like, just my dad's brothers and sisters. If we did their families, like their relatives, it would, I mean, the rabbit hole. And even if we did like stuff with my grandma's siblings, she has like eight brothers and sisters. Same with my grandma, yeah. Like eight combined. And then my grandpa on my dad's side also has like eight. I think he has four brothers and sisters. So I think there's five of them. It's, it's, those it gets those wild. numbers multiply pretty quick. It gets wild. Now, speaking of you and Michaela, already exchanged gifts between you two. We did, we did. Want to make an announcement here on show? I'm going to be at the Browns game, the 28th. You're not just going to be there. In the dog pound. it correctly. In the dog pound. Are you prepared for that? I think so. No, he's not. I think so. Not even a season There's nothing you can do to mentally prepare for the dog pound. Not for the first time. I feel like we're going to be so drunk, there's really not any getting prepared. You're tailgating the whole time, right? Yeah. It's a Thursday night game. In December, Dog cold never sleeps, dude. Off the lake. Oh, we're it's so, gonna be so cold. We'll just bundle up and we'll be so it's drunk. It's a we night game, it. dude. It's, this is gonna be so cold. I avoid night games in the wintertime. Honestly, I avoid games in the wintertime in general, if possible. Like, I've been to a couple, yeah. and that's enough. It'll be fun. And I know that everyone there will be like, This is football weather. And I'm like, It's not, though. Dude, you need two <laughs> pairs of gloves, full face mask, scarf, hat. Like, you don't want pretty much any don't skin exposed. Definitely three pairs of socks. You guys can't be, dude, it's, it can't be that bad. It is. No, I'm telling you right now, my cousin's feet turned blue. Also, you're going to be out there for like 10 hours. Yeah. But like three pairs of socks? Unless you have nice, like, Carhartt wool socks, you would probably still need a pair under those. That's wild. Dude, it gets cold. Think of the coldest you've ever been. And it's then raise it up like that five cold. levels. It's so cold, dude. There's no way. There's, there's nowhere to go in the stadium to just warm up real quick. No. Right? It's all pretty much outdoors. Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere to go. Like would, worst, worst case, worst case, you take a layer or two off. That's true. But you're going to want to go definitely, fully prepped. Definitely two hoodies. And I don't know if you have a coat. I'd go with a coat. I have a coat. Two hoodies and a coat. Because you're just outside in the wind, right off Lake Erie. It's maybe, cold. Maybe dude. a giant bodysuit that both you and Michaela can fit into. 
just to maximize. Like your, if I was going, heat. I would wear my insulated uh, one bibs. I'm thinking I'll probably go two hoodies, beanie, and maybe a jacket. Definitely take the jacket. Yeah, I would bring a blanket. The seats are freezing, dude. Dude, I don't know if I told you guys about. And those. I would wear. I don't know if you have like long johns or I anything like that. Definitely a layer no. under your jeans. I would or... wear sweatpants under, or two pairs of sweatpants, or maybe some pajama pants under. You gotta, dude. It's cold. Coveralls, work pants, something, something sturdy. I'm, dude. It's cold. You guys are. There's a reason like why I, I go shopping. I only go to fall games. You're probably gonna have to. Just yeah. go to Goodwill. Get a bunch of layered stuff at Goodwill. That's what I would do. Yeah. And then just wear a brown stuff on top of it. I mean, you don't have to rep that much. You're in the dog pound. They know you're a Brownies fan. But the main thing is you get to see maybe the best quarterback of all time live and in person. Close I really up. do. He's elite. As you've stated before on this show. Multiple times. And uh, well, we won't go over what you, know, you got her because that's not really show related. But either way. For your first Christmas with her, what an absolute great gift! Oh, it, and I will she's say, a gamer, because she's going with you. Yeah, custom Pokemon cards also very cool. It is really. I didn't even cool. know that was a thing. I didn't either. And it's like I a legit. It. Like I figured it'd be like a plaque, like you know, like those custom album cover things. Yeah, like how it's not really an album cover, but like, but that was like a legit. It's a legit Pokemon, Pokemon card dude. with the pixelated people on it. That was pretty neat. In the back of it looks like a legit Pokemon card too. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. What's the site from? I it was some Etsy shop. Really? You would almost think that would have to go through Nintendo. Like, actually yeah. Nintendo, yeah. Well, like, the, the little characters are straight from the game, too. I know. Which like is wild. That seems... Maybe we sh- mm. Let's <laughs> just like stop Etsy talking really about that. Etsy really has no grounds of what they can and can't use. They really... But, <sighs> I've seen, like, direct IP off Etsy before. But Nintendo yeah. does You're come seeing for it right everyone. There. Nintendo comes for everybody, dude. They do. Fair point. Sorry about that, brother. We'll, we'll cut that. We'll cut <laughs> it that was part. cool while it lasted. <laughs> we'll cut that. On that note, boys, go ahead and pull up that chair. Pour up that drink. Light that cigar. Because it's time for episode 67 of Sports and Stogies. Cam? You know what? Uh, this is uh, off topic, but when we say we'll cut that... We never do. Well, it's a joke. But it could also be we cut something, and they have no idea what it could be. That has happened before. Because, like, they don't know that we'll cut the Pokemon thing. It could have been something we there had after that. two minutes yeah. of you know, inappropriate talk there that we had to cut. Like, it's it's so funny. Like, in my head, every time you say that, I'm like, dude, they have no idea. Especially when there's, like, a clear weird cut. Yeah. Like, like I'll be right the middle of talking and you say, died. we'll cut that, we'll cut that. Yeah. yeah. Something happened there. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. Give us some promo here, Shane. You know where to follow us. At Sports and Stogies on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, X, um... Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and YouTube Music. Checks out. Yeah. Good job. See, dude, I didn't even have to ask this time. I just knew. You came prepared. Your routine should be pretty down pat well, by now. Normally you say, oh, did I miss one? Like you start to second guess yourself. Yeah, then when time... you say that, I can say any of them. Correct. And then you'd be like, oh, did I? Confidence, man. Yeah. It's key. Yeah, I knew it this time, though. Maybe. You could have just been so confident I didn't notice. No, I knew. Hey, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. Cam, what are you puffing on tonight? I've got the LCA Let Them Eat Cake. I had to throw in one LCA for this month's offering. Uh, 
really cool. I can't remember who that is. It's a lady. I think it's one of the queens. It'd be Marie Antoinette. Or yes, who originally said that, or yeah. allegedly said that. Yeah, allegedly. I don't know. They all all those all that all those sayings. Let them eat bread or whatever. It all mixes together in my brain. But yeah, Marie Antoinette on the the rapper there. Very cool rapper. It's got a lot of uh, the old like saint symbol and all that stuff. I don't know how they're so creative, man. A lot of the LCA artwork is very original. I don't know how they get so creative. Like, you're just sitting a staff, there. staff, probably. You're LCA, and you're like, uh, have we done Marie Antoinette yet? Uh, let me check the records. Mm, Cleopatra's gone. Hawk Elizabeth gone. gone. Joan of Arc. Nope. Antoinette is in play. Let's do it. Like, is that what they do? They're just, like, historical figures, and they're just checking them off? To be fair, I think of the eight months I've had as the first historical figure in the I lineup. Mean, but you can't Hulk as a historical figure. Kind of. You know, he definitely could be. could be. He factored in there. Any info on that, or did you not look it up? I you got it from Dan Cheese right here. Normal, normally, you can't find much. Uh, yeah, by the way, of course, for your, all your LCA needs, Tip Top Smoke Emporium or tiptopsmoke.com, and our boy Stephen Dan Cheese up at Cigarro. That guy's a beast. Hopefully, a soon to be guest as well. Yeah, we need to. Playing that, uh, probably after the first of the year, when we go back to work, I can have that calendar sitting in front of me. Mark now that, now that we days. have most of the Yosem events kind of locked in, give us some more leeway there as far as when we can and can't get guys up in here, or of course go to them. Yeah, we can mark down a couple days, send them a couple options, make sure everybody's available. Because I would like to do Steve, Jamie, Danchi, yeah, Cigaro's point two, and then a. One with just Jan- Danchies and his father. Yeah. SNS 2024 is going to be big. It's going to be fun. Re-up on all the interviews. Oh, of course. Yeah, dude. Point uh, two with Talk Greg. to Troy. Troy's on board. Patricia. I'm sure Patricia will be on board. Greg's on board. Greg's been itching already. Yeah, I just haven't found a day that works for us all. I know. It's been in talks for like three months. Well, tonight I have a, a new release, brand new. just came out this month. The J.C. Newman, Leroy Neiman, 2023 Collector's Edition. So I didn't know who Leroy Neiman was, but after reading their article, he was a uh, famous artist, or famously known cigar-smoking artist. Huh. Um, a lot of his, I mean, great mustache, too, of course, as you'd expect. Uh, from a cigar-smoking artist. Handlebar. Or really just an artist in general. So all the proceeds from this line will go directly towards um, art schools around Tampa, around their factory. So that J.C. Newman's taking none of the actual profits. Wow. Which is, I mean, we know how generous those guys are. So not a shock there at all. We've met Bobby. Of course. On a first two, basis. We signed pieces. I have his card. I have his cell phone number. Exactly. So yeah, this new luxury handcrafted cigar is a collaboration between America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker and the foundation of the late iconic cigar-smoking American artist, Leroy Neiman. This is a 6x52 Toro, a Havana Rosado wrapper, a Florida sun-grown binder, and a blend of age fillers from Latin America. Pretty vague there, but there's a lot going on. Um, I've not had many Havana Rosado wrappers. Uh, beautifully made. I mean, just gorgeous, oily, not a seam in it. Limited to 10,000 sticks altogether. And the artwork in the box is called the Irish American Bar in 1978 by Leroy Neiman. And then on each stick, the wrapper 
is that same painting oh. all the way around. So very, very cool there. Oh. Post a picture of that on the episode post. Do you but have a picture of it on the cigar? I did, yeah. So just incredible presentation. Wow. These go for, I think, like 20 bucks a stick. And not only does it smoke to that pedigree, but the packaging and the fact that all the benefits go towards a, a good cause besides just a company's pockets makes it worth all the while. Flavor-wise, a lot going on. Started off pretty spicy, out. pretty peppery. After about an inch, it kind of went away. Got more creamy coffee, a little bit of chocolate, some earthiness. About two inches in, great burn so far, great draw, great ash. Another great stick from J.C. Newman, as expected. Maybe we should get a, uh, I mean, obviously not a real one, but get a, a faux Leroy. I'll look around. I'll definitely look around. There's got to sure be plenty out there. Them. Yeah. Did you notice Hopefully that just that painting. There's a writing yeah. on the inside of this. Yeah, I didn't read it all yet. I don't, I don't, I don't want to unwrap it or not. I don't know. If you unwrap it, it'd be the painting. The full thing. Yeah. yeah. But you also risk... Potential tear. Potential tear. You never know. I'll be very careful with it. I believe in you. Yeah. Well, if we'll it was it me, you might as well just rip it in half. <laughs> I think it just has a basic description of the painting. It should it. be, yeah. Or no. I mean, that was probably meant to be unwrapped. Yeah. It's just a little like... Put it under something to flatten it out. Yeah. It's a little it synopsis of the painting. Yeah, that place was a place he hung out at for his inspiration. Smoked cigars. And then he just painted it. And then just decided, yeah, what, this would be like us painting... Uh, Cigarro or something like that. Or the studio. Or the SNS studio. Yeah. Too bad I can't paint. Well, not yet. <laughs> Twenty twenty four here new skills. No you know? chance. Shaley can paint. Yeah. Really well, but not me. Yeah, never I never understood how people get the image in their head I don't to translate to not even that. Like she paper. can do really good like just looking at something in paint. And I'm like, I can't even I can't even color properly. Yeah, you give me a pencil. And, uh, you know, a stop sign. I'm, I'll be happy to get a half right, you know? Yeah, I, like, I, cu- I still can't stay inside the lines. <laughs> like, okay. for real. Come on now. I'm serious. Your motor skills can't be that bad. They can't be. It's literally just coloring. <laughs> <laughs> One of our punishments should be you having to do a full picture colored in. Dude. And we'll see how bad it is. Now, if I had colored pencils. A little easier? A little easier just to get the outside edges. But I can't get through a whole thing with colored pencils. I break the tips too much. We'll do three random colored portraits from like seven-year-olds and one of yours and see if our viewers can pick out no chance. which one of yours is. No chance. Because <laughs> I feel like the seven-year-olds, they take pride in their colors. They do. Oh, yeah. Dude. And time. it's not like it's completely out of the lines. Like I'll get in the zone and there'll be this section, nothing, and then it'll be this section with like a couple marks out. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't even do that. Then I get bored. I don't want to do it anymore. Then you realize you went over in a section and ruined that whole part. I've not colored in a long, long time. I wonder why. They have adult <laughs> coloring books. They do. I've seen those. Yeah. Like I know they have like uh, Avengers, like Marvel ones. It's probably pretty like therapeutic. I'd imagine. You know, take twenty minutes, color a little bit. That's probably kind of similar to like me off. with Lego. Yeah, same thing. Just a distraction. Yeah. Relax a little bit. I get, get your artistic uh, blood I get pumping. Mad when I do Lego, dude. You get mad. Sometimes if I no, can't he, find a piece. He does get really angry. I get really frustrated if I can't find a piece. That Darth Vader was like. Oh my gosh. It was all the same piece. All the same color. Yeah. Nothing differentiates. No. 
So we did like a little Lego party, and I was building the Boba Fett one, which was very easy. So much more fun. Yeah. Very easy. <laughs> you know, everything's different color. And I'm just sitting there like, how does this even, it tells me to put it on here, but it doesn't go in. Dude, I'm talking like actually angry. He goes, this piece doesn't even go in here. What do I need this for? <laughs> I was so bad. I could totally hear that too. I was so bad. The only times I get mad at Lego is if I had either missed a piece or put a spot in the wrong piece. And then realize it like nine steps later. I don't even the, care. By that point, it's too late. You just got to work Dude, around it. When I started building, I think it was either R2 or BD1, I rebuilt the same thing like four times. With no anger? No anger. I would get to a point, I'd be like, oh, I built that backwards. It's just Whoops. when uh, there's one piece that doesn't quite fit. Now, if I would have not been able to find, like, sometimes it would take me like 10 minutes to find a piece. And I'm now, like, that seems impossible. Nowadays, they have like the numbered bags, right? Yeah. They do. Now, back in the day, they didn't have that. Uh, didn't matter to me. I still, I, I'm opening the bag, and I still can't find the piece. <laughs> then you start to think, well, oh, it must be Lego messing it up. The piece is not here. And then I put it in the it. wrong bag. Then it's, it's like under the instruction right. somehow. Also, dude, yeah. honestly, huge props to Lego quality control, because I've never actually been missing a piece. I've not, just a, been stupid. not a single time. No. How is that possible? It's, it can't be. Top-notch quality A little one-by-one one stud? Not one missing. Dude, those kids are tired. They probably don't get very many lunch breaks. All right. The fact that they're still this uh, consistent. Hang on. Yes, Lego's not based Lego's in China. Denmark? No. Yeah, they're Denmark. It's definitely like, yeah, Denmark. Oh, so the kids do get lunch breaks. It's not. It's grown adults. Hey, man, you're a little, little, a little edgy here on a like Christmas episode. No less. Dude, I figure just like every other company, it's like all, all Asian companies doing it. Nah, don't be hating on Lego, dude. Nah, dude, that's Denmark. Okay, okay. Known yeah. for their quality control. Fun fact, a uh, guy from Lego Masters Season 1, the guy who I wanted to win that got snubbed, is now working at Lego. Like, he got hired, but he didn't win. How is that possible? They saw his quality, saw his potential. And the winners of this Lego Masters Season 4, their piece is going in rotation as a set, their final build. There should be a show like that for sports. Like, we're all testing out for the Pacers water boy job, and the winner gets hired. That would be cool. That'd be Equipment cool. manager, mascot. Oh, mascot! The one guy rotation who the t-shirt gun. So cool. Sign me up. Dude. Sometimes we'll the mascot. Sometimes the mascot. You get two and one. Other times it's like the like male cheerleaders or drum squad, whatever the whatever they have. I want to do the the mascot, but only during the days. The what? That they're doing. The mascot. You said mascot. Did I? Honestly, I heard mascot. <laughs> dude, I think your I trip. I definitely day. said mascot. But on the days that they do the mascots versus kids. Because I was watching those videos again. Oh, for football? Yes. Where the mascots are just trucking children. Yes. Dude, the Colts mascot gets into that it. That has to be the most relieving. Like, you pin up anger for a year. Like, your wife just left you. You're probably making pretty good money as a mascot. I would you're think. just trucking kids. You come in, you know, it's, it's hot. It's 1130 a.m. You're hungover from the night before. But you're still going to rush for 250 yards. Oh, in the first quarter, dude. Yeah. We're breaking records over here. It's... It's got to be the most relieving thing. Talk about therapy, dude. <laughs> can't be a better prescription dude, out there. Dude, those kids really try, but they just they can't. There's nothing you can do against a grown man. <laughs> they get or grown. Me think of my favorite video of all time, which was scripted, of course. But it's like the Make-A-Wish kid who breaks away for a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the safety from the goal line comes in and just wallops him. And, like, taunts him afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it never gets old. 
I could be like your grandpa watching Home Alone. I'll watch that 10 times on repeat and just start giggling. And then be like, ah, there it is. You got him. Oh, Should have juked it, kid. Come on. Now with that, let's go to the next edition of our end of the year lists. Starting off with albums or artists or anything music related. Uh, the best of 2023. Let's start with Captain Shane. So are we, we're going from five up. To one. Well, this can just be however you want to do many. it. Honestly, okay. So I'd for, even do a top five. I just want four. I wanted to mention with one clear winner. So I did. Now, five. did you do things released this year? Or? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Released in twenty twenty three. I did. Call me if you get lost by Tyler. Just amazing album. By far, probably my favorite that he's come out with. Um, you know, not really a huge Tyler the Creator guy, but this was a huge hit. I listened to this probably the first quarter of the year, front to back, all killer, oh, no yeah. filler, no filler. Next, I did the Foo Fighters' newest album. Quality. I was it impressed is. with that, yeah. I Usually, I don't like the newer stuff, but this was, this was actually very solid. I feel like their past five, they've had like four or five songs I really like. But the rest of the five that are like, like eh, yeah. that's, you know, that's a song. Yeah. Um, three, I did Post Malone in general, because his newest album, amazing. But like every feature he's been on has been almost better. All the live appearances, too. Yeah. Well, the live appearance that he did at the CMAs, they actually recorded it, and like you, you can listen to it, like oh, it the Joe uh, uh, pickup man, yeah, that was good. It was good. Number two, I did Zach Bryan's album. I just missed mine, but I do love me some Zach Bryan. Amazing dude. dude, and he blew up this year. He did, he did. Number one, dude, I I don't know if you ever gave him a listen, but Noah Khan. still not familiar. His album that he released, every single song on that album is amazing, like individually. But you put the whole thing together, and then the huge Terry's been on because he's like actually one of the biggest artists. Same thing, right yeah. Now. Blown up this year, yeah. And it's been sick getting to watch him grow because, like, I was listening to him like. Isn't that a, a great feeling? Ago. It is. Dude. Like I knew Zach Bryan like two years ago. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this guy's like a cool little under the radar, like indie country kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then something caught, and I mean, he's top of the charts right now. Well, dude, it was the TikTok thing. He blew up on TikTok. It always is TikTok, right? I should have yeah. known that. It is. It is. But I cannot sing this guy's praises enough. Noah Khan is so good. Yeah, definitely check him out. I'll put him on the list. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and go next here. I've only got one. Which I know what it is. We'll save you for last then. Um, shout out to the Blink 182 record, which was way really? better than it had any reason to be. After so long being off, not being with the three original guys together and now being like an older pop punk, like kind of a joke band, right? They were always just funny messing around back in the day. It's tough yeah. to do that when you're 45 and 50, but it was sentimental. So some really good fun hits on it. Not, you know, top notch stuff overall, but one of their better records, I enjoyed it a lot. And just because it exceeded expectations so much, got to throw it in there. In the same vein, I love Paramore. Their new record was a pretty. A pretty big turn in a different direction, which I, I enjoyed about a lot. Them on there. Um, first listen, I didn't really love it as much because I'm so used to that like original pop punk sound. But the more you play it, the more it, it kind of latches onto you. Definitely in my rotation. Uh, number two, I cannot stop playing the new Scissor record, which I think technically was 2022. But if you guys like R and B in any capacity, great record. A lot of different influences there. Great songwriting, different styles throughout. My clear favorite for me, kind of like your top two guys, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit with Weather Veins this year. My favorite songwriter of probably the past 30, 40 years, 
great voice, great band. And again, like you said, each song's great. But when you listen to them in sequence all together, the story it tells, just phenomenal. I remember me and you were the last two awake, absolutely hammered. And I'm like, what do you feel like listening to? And you're like, Jason Isbell. Cam's bachelor party, yes. right? Yeah. What a legendary day, weekend that was. We'll recap more of that next week, which I cannot wait for. My only one. Technically, the album was released in 2022, but Kid Cudi's Intergalactic uh, was actually the album he released with an animated movie he was voiced, like he was a voice in. Uh, I haven't watched the movie, but it definitely looks pretty good. And then he released a single this year called After the Party, which was phenomenal. The guy doesn't miss, but also honorable mention Post Malone because I love everything he does too. I just think you can go to, I think, Salt Lake City and see Kid Cudi. For like 15 minutes. Give or take. Till the peppers come out. <clears throat> now how about our top five fights and fighters of the year? Let's do, let's do fights first, I think. Okay. And uh, again, let's start with Shane. Number five. Number five, I went Derek Lewis and Marcos Rogerio. That was the, a flying knee. The flying knee fight. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, tough to go, <laughs> tough to go against that. <laughs> so iconic. Number four. Definitely honorable mention for me. We, we do five. Everybody will do their five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, five for me was probably Gaethje Poirier. Also phenomenal. I mean, it was quick, but it was a banger. Uh, war while it lasted. Five for me. I'm going to go Jeff Neal, as you say, G off Neal, and Shavkat. That was a great fight. Went to the third. Absolute great technique throughout, both on the, fu- on the feet and the ground, and then the wrap-up that rear naked there in the third round for Shavkat. Definitely cracks my top five list. Shane, you're four. Sean Aljo. Super fast, but... I mean, Aljo hater, not Aljo hater, just like the re, I guess the second that Sean knew that he won, it was sweet. It was really cool. And then I was also watching it like at a party. So part of that's like the experience that went with it. Oh yeah. Everybody's standing up screaming, just absolutely hammered. It was, it was a good time. So Sean Aljo's got to be on there for me. I've got Brandon Moreno and Pantoja too. Banger masterclass. All the way through. That definitely makes an appearance on mine here in a minute. Uh, my four spot is Gaethje and Fazayev. In a Very fight that fight. Gaethje was a big dog for. I don't really know why. But, again, nothing but hands thrown for a 15 minutes straight. Split decision for Gaethje. Absolute war. Put him back into, maybe not quite title contention, but in talks of one more fight, and he's right back there. For Your three? Three spot. I went Islam Volk as a whole. Like well, there's two a, fights. Yeah, like you both pick of them. one. He's comboing up. Yeah, I'm comboing. I up. respect that. We'll allow it. I guess. I mean, both amazing fighters, and then for the second one, for Volk to take that fight on such short short notice, that was insane. He's a baller. And I mean, it sucks that he lost, but if he won, Volk would be double champ. Like that would be sick. That could have been arguably the single biggest win. In the sport of all time. It could have been. It could have been. I remember being so hopeful that it would happen, too. And then boom. But it's not like I'm an Islam hater. Like, I love the guy. He's hilarious. And so goddamn good. He is. Cam's three spot. I Glover Jamal Hill. <laughs> love it. Love it's it. It's an f- absolute banger. Honorable mention for me. Great fight. Glover, 
stayed tough throughout. Not honestly, not even a bad loss to retire on. No, not at all. Just a unit, man. And my three is Pantoja Moreno too. Um, God, go back and I just watched it again last week. Maybe the best division in terms of entertainment in the whole sport. Twenty-five straight minutes, nothing but war. Pantoja looked KO'd fifteen times. Doesn't matter. He's like Michael Myers, keeps coming at you. And the, and the same thing like you mentioned with Sean when he gets the win and realizes he's the champ now. Like that moment's got to be. You can't peak past that. You know, winning your first belt in that fashion, especially. Yeah. It's the same reason why I put my number two where I did. I went Strickland Izzy. Like, I thought that'd make an appearance. Yeah. 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 Especially because you are the world's largest Sean Strickland fan. Just, dude, he, to have a perfect fight like that when you're such a dog, like, absolutely just controlling the entire pace of the fight. Izzy looked like he just completely forgot how to do anything. During that fight, well, and perfect then, game plan from Sean. Yeah, and then the reaction from Strong uh, Sean afterwards, yeah, was insane. Yeah. Press conferences after were hilarious. Um, and then just the now UFC champion posting videos of him on a ring doorbell, <laughs> walking up to some guy <laughs> hiding behind his car, like, dude, he broke the belt a day after he got it and had to duct tape it together. That's such. It's a Sean, a Sean Strickland, Strickland thing. thing. It is. Yeah. It is. My number two, Emmanuel Nunez retirement fight. No better way to go out than to retire the champ. It's that simple. Dominant throughout her entire career. No better way to go. Yeah, it makes me kind of kick myself. I should have put Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. Not on this list, but on top five sports moments for me. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was huge. But my number two is going to be Kind of similar to Shane's two. We go Izzy and Alex too. Oh man! After all the build up, did I send you that edit? Oh yeah, that was sick. Yeah, you know, you think finally Izzy can he finally get past him this time? Probably not. He's got to be scared after three losses now. All the build up, great first round, and then for Izzy to get not just to win but to get the Stone KO, cold killer, and the celebrations afterwards, pointing to Pereira's son, finally get that monkey off your back. Yeah. And then lose it again to Sean Strickland soon afterwards. But well, that's just not, to get by Pereira. And, it's and not anything. Put a bookend, at least for now, on that saga. It's but, uh, it was one of the few times this year that the event actually matched the hype. And almost, I'd say exceeded the hype. Oh, yeah. Overall. Number one. Number one, just strictly based off of the environment, I had to go Gaethje Poirier. Because the fight... Just by itself was amazing, but the the situation that we were in watching oh, yeah. just put it way over the top. That event as a whole can't ever be top. Every single right? fight. It can't be. First of all, every single fight was a banger. It was. And you factored that in with the environment. Until your bachelor party, Shane. Hopefully coincides with the great card. I hope it so, It can never man. be topped. Uh, well, that's the great thing about planning. That we can plan it around a good card. And then they all drop out and miss weight. Yes. That is a risk. And then we're watching a 50 year old Wonder Boy come. (laughs) If if anybody could do it. And Volk Volk fight four times in one night. (laughs) (laughs) The entire card is just Volk versus different 50 year olds. 5 0. Or 0 5. I'm going to guess me and Cam the same number one. Islam Volk 1. 1. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, technically one of the most beautiful fights ever. Yes. For both guys to kind of beat each other in their own style. And the full adjustments that were made round by round yeah. were just insane. I mean, perfect coaching, perfect execution. Not a single minute of any kind of boredom. And again, to, to match the hype, because there was so much hype around If you're that. a technical fighting fan, there was no boredom. Even your casual could appreciate, because it wasn't just like laying and praying. Correct. It was transitions and submission attempts and guys rolling over and getting out of stuff and getting back up and throwing 50 more shots. Yeah, that, uh, clear number one for me for 2023. And then again, you know, two was a great fight also. I'd love to see Volk with a full camp uh, next time around if they do fight again. I don't know if they will. They probably shouldn't, you know. Just l- I think Volk's like clock is it. ticking. It is. Beto Perea. He's got a lot of talent in his own division. Oh, yeah. It'll, coming up. I don't think it'll ever happen again, but I'd love to see him fight Ortega again. That fight was an absolute banger. Probably ends the same way, but yeah, I mean, absolutely entertaining as can be. I don't think I've ever been more certain that someone was going to tap and their face is literally purple that they just stand up. Then two times in that fight? Yeah. 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 Volk is a demon. And yet Wonder Boy taps out with four seconds left. Oh, that's so crazy. What a shame. Now, top five fighters. We know who Shane's number one is, but who is your number five? Alex Pereira. Okay. Dude. Also my number five. Dude's been on a tear. He doesn't, it's not like he's like entertaining just by himself, but like every fight buildup that he has is always super entertaining. He the always delivers. That fight. The best matchmaking of anybody's career. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the WWE couldn't have matched a better match. No way. Unreal. Um, he is on my list coming up later. My five, where do you go? Aaron Blanchfield. Starting off the year relatively unknown. Now Your she's girl, number dude. two ranked yeah. featherweight. Choked out Jessica Andrade, which is no easy task. And then decision over Tyler Santos. Didn't quite get a third fight in this year, but future champ. Bound to happen. Number four. Number four, I went Volk. Because he would be a little bit higher if he won the second fight. Either of fight. them? He was 0-2 this year. I thought he fought one more time. Mm, not in 2023. So. I might be thinking tail in 2022. Then. Actually, no. He beat Josh Emmett. I mean, uh, not Emmett. Um, yeah, year? Or is that 2022? I thought that was the end of 2022 before the Islam fights. I thought the Islam fight was like... Or what? Oh, okay. No, I think he's right. I think changed right. I think he fought over the summer and beat uh, Yair. To defend his, his belt. Yeah, July 2023. Okay. One and two. Right. But the first fight was a banger. Like, absolute five-star fight. Correct. Second fight, he takes on, what, 10-day notice? So you can't I mean, really hold that loss super high above his head. I mean, you can't. Against the number one slash number two pound-for-pound fighter in the sport. He chose yeah. to take the fight. He knew what was going to happen But still, if he lost. he's a stud for doing that. He wouldn't make my list, but I do respect the pick. Okay. And respect Volk more than anybody. Yeah. I agree. I mean, again, not my top five, but definitely respectable fighter. <clears throat> that was your four? My number four, the aforementioned Amanda Nunez. Just go. to go out completely dominant. You destroyed your division for so long. 
retired with the belt. Just a beast. Four, I was going to go Ian Gary. Then he dropped out of this last <laughs> event. Why do you think he dropped out? Uh, we can touch on that later. <laughs> Could have been uh, thanks to you, to a degree. Could be. But his loss, I plug in Shavkat. Yeah. Two finishes this year against two great opponents. Keeping and that 18 fight, 18 Wonder finish. Wonderboy, who's never been subbed before. Yeah. To, to break that streak. After pretty solid takedown defense across the board. He's always been good at it. Yeah. But Shavkat's relentless. Again, for me, a future Unreal. champ, only a matter of time. Probably, hopefully in 2024. I also add Shavkat. Number three? Yes. Shavkat's my number three. Perfectly in sync right there. Go ahead, Shane. Absolute monster, man. I, I can't. He I don't, is a monster, man. I don't I see agreed. anybody beating him. Like, it actually, seems impossible. He is No a, flaw in his game. No. Because you want to say Leon will beat him, and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, look how bad his takedowns was. Wonderboy has always been an excellent takedown defender. Incredible, yeah. Always. And they're acting like he fought a slouch. And Shavkat can fight on his feet. Watch the Jeff Neal fight again. Like, and that's another thing. People, well, look how banged up he got. In the Okay, it's but like he, he never took, wavered. He took every one, too. He never wavered. Granted he never him. stumbled. Yeah. And if you look at what Leon Edwards did against Colby Covington, I wasn't impressed. It wasn't the technical striking with power that we expected. It was very lackluster. There was like 50 significant strikes thrown from each or landed. It's cliche to see to say that, you know, a Leon head kick is the only option, but I, I don't see a game plan to beat Shavkat other than landing a crazy strike like that. And I don't know, dude. With Shavkat's frame, it's tough to get a head kick in. Yeah. He's so quick. Great cardio. Beat you on the feet for 25 minutes. Can beat you on the ground for 25 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. By the end of this calendar year, Shavkat Rachmanov, UFC champ. I hope so. We'll see if his trajectory continues to trend upward. Should be a shot right away. Maybe they go Bilal first. Um, I, I don't think Leon Bilal wants deserves to it. He does more than more than anybody. But honestly, it, it I don't know if Dana will ever give Bilal a shot. He hates Bilal so much. I mean, here's the thing: it's like, yeah, he'll be the backup to Shavkat versus Leon, and then if they win, he'll have to fight five more contenders. I feel like Dana would give Colby another shot before he gives Bilal his first. That's only like half a joke. <sighs> you're probably Shane, not wrong. You're two-spot. Israel Adesanya. He, he lost the Strickland fight, but the win against Pereira was just so huge. Active and champ. He is. He he is. He fought he was. twice, Pereira, twice this year. We're going to miss him and Usman so much in terms of champs that would fight every three, Inactive. four months. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I don't think anybody but Sean Strickland was winning that fight because he just perfectly countered everything Izzy did. But Izzy is probably one of the best fighters I've ever seen in my life. Oh, without a doubt, technically. Yeah, he is insane. And then his social media presence is awesome, too. Style bender, being as active he is on everything. Um, Does that factor into your fighter of the year ranking? Yeah. People's social media presence? It might. It <laughs> might. I hear you. I hear you. Cam, you're two. Oh, man. This one's tough. It really is. I must, I must just want to say my number one guy twice. The only. 
Oh, man. It is Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean? After a somewhat very decisive win over Piotr Jan last year to come in and knock out the champ, hush all of the haters, you just got to give the man his respect. Um, he would have made mine, but he only fought once this year. Right? I know, yeah. but I'm taking into consideration yeah, like everything the, with that to end last year on oh Jan got robbed. It should be Jan fighting Aljo again, whatever, and then just to come in and just completely stuff the champ, take care of business. You don't see that just in Hollywood, and sometimes, most times at least, this year, the past couple years. So yeah, maybe around this time next year, we'll be talking about Patty the Batty being. In the same situation. Let's not get carried away here. Maybe the return of Tony Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My two is also Sean Strickland. After uh, really rewind this time in 2022. Honestly, I don't even remember. I remember Sean getting knocked out by Pereira. I don't remember anything else that Sean did after that. Yeah, I mean, this guy was really no, like, not on anybody's radar for a, a title contention. Who else did he fight? So we got a decision over Imarov, TKO'd Magomedov, and of course went over Izzy. To go 3-0 on the year, take the belt, and going into 2024 with a slightly broken belt on his waist. He and to defend right away against Dreykus Duplessis. Yeah, like January, right? Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he already Huge fought. Rise. Huge rise. He already fought. Huh? Sean and Dreykus already fought. Not they the title. A, they had a crowd scuffle. They did. I mean, if you want to call it I mean, it, it was that. like two punches. I mean, a, I know you're... A little sneak peek. I know how you are, Shane, so you probably think, oh, Sean won, easy, easy dub. I just thought it was really funny that Sean asked the people to get out of the way before he did it. The people, like that's not Gilbert Burns' wife say, and kids. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, because if Sean went over them, Gilbert Pick Burns would have broke his neck. Easily. He said, please move. Hey, just go over there real quick. And then hops over the chairs. What is, what you know what's funny act. about that, too? Dana was saying in an interview that he handles all the celebrity seating. I believe that. Entirely and he said, he, com- he said, quote, I can't believe I completely overlooked that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, a good move on their part because they're the only fight on that card. Oh, my God. So they need all the buildup possible to try to sell as many tickets as possible. They've got it. I mean... Uh, people... I think Sean Strickland's going to very quickly turn into the guy that everybody either hates or loves. I think he already is. I, I think right now everybody still loves him, but I think after one more title defense, he'll get into that realm of, like, Colby Covington. And my thing is, Sean's actually funny. He's usually right. And, and he, he backs his talk up. It, I will say, he stays away from, like, super personal matters. Yeah. Like, he only talks about things that the fighters actually do. Like he doesn't go into family or anything like that. He knows that, where to draw the line. Which is respectable. It Without really is. And it is hilarious. But it's just how it goes. Especially if he wins in dominant fashion. Then it's definitely right into, oh, here we go. Here we go. Get, just give, get rid of the microphones. It, it, it'll be a whole thing. And it'll be the same... Half the crowd will be booing. Half the crowd will be cheering. He'll yeah, sell. Which is what the sport wants. He'll sell because people want to see him either lose. People want to see him lose. People want to see him win. 
it doesn't even matter who the other guy is at some point. Could be Shane. Nobody's even going to bat an eye. They won't even know who he's fighting. Until Shane lands a wild spinning head kick. I don't even want to fight the guy, dude. You love him too much. I do. I do. Would you take a punch from Sean just to say you had one? No. Come on now, really? What about just a jab? Where at? Right in the face, face. dude. Right in the schnoz. No. Does Sean Strickland throw body punches? <laughs> no. <laughs> not to some schmuck off the street. He's coming in hot, dude. It's not a haymaker. It's just a nice jab. No. Just one. I don't one jab. He's going to go with a hot liver kick, dude. I'll take a jab to the face. Will you? By Sean Strickland? Just to say I got punched in the face by Sean Strickland? Long as it's on 100%. film? Absolutely. There's no way, dude. That'd be a claim to fame if I've ever had one. Imagine the social media PR you get after Sean Strickland punches known podcaster, host of SNS, Cameron <laughs> the Vink Winklewitz. Okay, but the guys that... Then uh, we're in a celebrity boxing match. Boom. You're not winning. I'm, I'm not trying. Me and Joe Anik in the booth calling the fight. I'm taking a dive, dude, for sure. <laughs> Third round, you go down, Cam. You're getting three? No chance. First round. First round. Give me two minutes. Oh, you're taking a dive quick, quick. Yeah. Not like a setup gambling dive. Like, no chance. You're just self-preservation. Nope, take the under. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Get your bets in now, boys. Number one spot of the year for you, Shane. I don't think we really need to talk anymore about it. Sean Strickland. Naturally, as expected. The man himself. Biggest Sean Strickland fan known to the history of humankind. Uh, mine's there. Islam. Mine as well, of course. Yeah. One win over Volk, then a dominant win over Volk. Just got to give the man his props. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else needs to be said there. It's a all head said kick it before. Too. And improved. And through both fights? Yeah, much improved striking. Because before the first fight, we were wondering how good is his striking really. We haven't really had to see it yet. And then to pretty much outstrike Volk in the first fight and then finish him off with strikes in the second fight? Yeah, the only thing I hope is he's just a little more active next year. Yeah. Two fights isn't bad for a champ, but I'd love to see that three mark. Hopefully Oliveira up next. Come give, yeah, March, give me an Islam fight quarterly. Now. I'm here for it. Doesn't take a whole lot of damage. Or even just every like every four months. But I mean he's following Khabib's footsteps, you know? Be uh be choosy with who you get, take your time, recover. So I can't hate either way, but there's only and there's only so many Izzies and Usmans out there. And I mean, who's like the up and comers in that division? Like there's nobody that he hasn't already beat. Yeah, one fifty five is kind of you've got your five, six established vets that have all kind of fought each other. Yeah, like, what do you do? I think it's still going to be Oliveira next. Yes. And then after that, though, I mean, yeah, who knows? You open on, uh, you know, <laughs> Patty getting really good really quick. Who knows? We'll see uh, come the end of this year, I guess. With that, let's go to NFL news and stats. Shane, what are we looking like over there time-wise? Uh, right now we are at 50 minutes. Buzz through NFL, take our only break. Kill the show? Yeah. All right, news and stats. Cam, start us off with what felt like uh, happened three months ago. Chargers cleaned house, finally. Long overdue. Uh, yeah, about time. After a 63-21 blowout? Something like that. Garbage was, time touchdowns. Yeah. It was like 63 to nothing. To a team that got shut out by Minnesota the week before. By Minnesota? Yeah. Powerhouse defense. Now, talks I'm hearing there is early favorite to be the next head coach. One Bill Belichick. 
I've heard that and that uh, they might pursue old Jim. We're not sure if Jimmy's interest level. Uh, I've, heard, well, I've heard his name thrown out there. Judging by how Jim just had another scandal come about, apparently recruiting violations. Oh, of course. Uh, he might be making his move. I mean, what better place to go to? L.A. Especially as a defensive-minded coach. You leave your offense to itself. It'll be fine there. Barring you get a decent... Maybe they, they reworked their medical staff. They should have overhauled that, too, because there's got... I swear to God, they have more injuries, more significant injuries than any other team in the league the past, like, five years. Overall. Not just this year. Let that's, me tell that's, you. That's the Brownies. It's definitely over the last five years, it's the Browns, dude. Still? 100%. Our medical staff is so bad. <laughs> you almost wonder how much it actually factors in. I, they have to be paying our guys, like, $2 an hour. Like, it's illegal. No background check. These guys aren't no professionals. Chance. We could go get a job on the Browns medical staff. Uh, we already have a lot of jobs lined up here. I, know. I actually could go get a job on the Browns medical staff. You could. Yeah, I, just, I couldn't. I just learned that. Like, I can go EMT and do... means you can do physical therapy? Athletic trainer. Wow. Yeah. Maybe you have pursued that road a little bit. Maybe. You should. Personal. My buddy's You're in a dog pound. My buddy just got like $300 to go and be a medical trainer during some basketball game. What does that even mean? Like, like, like on-site... Yeah, like they didn't just like you're like stretching guys out. What like, kind of basketball game? Like I think it was just like high school. What a side gig, dude! That's yeah, awesome for a one game, three hundred to go wrap some ankles up. Yeah, in a pretty cool like high school basketball is awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. He told me that, and I'm like, "Did you like go back and get your medical trainer stuff?" He's like, "No, dude. They said they needed an EMT or a medical trainer." I'm like, dude. Well, "Yeah, you guys know how to wrap ankles and stuff, right?" We do. Now get some water, hydrate, a couple shots here and there. Might be the way to do it, dude. Get some shots up. You look young enough. Yeah. Good to go. Shave the stash, get out there. <laughs> They'd never know. Get <laughs> on the tracksuit, dude. <laughs> you could probably get some core time. And you're getting paid? Shoot, dude. I'd be dude. throwing up threes left and right. Call that an NIL deal. Dude, Shane's a gunner for sure. You're a catch and shoot, pace and space kind of guy. I don't think Shane's very good at basketball. No, of course I not. I can play defense. If you, if you were to get out there. Oh, that's how you know he's not good. That's it. The, that's your go-to? Oh, I, I mean, I'm a pretty good defender. I can, I can box out pretty well. You know, I can rebound. <laughs> Trash. I have a decent mini. No, you know you don't. Yes, I do. Tobias Harris ask. Don't ever compare <laughs> to me. Two for 33? Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> pretty identical. Do not compare me to that guy, ever, please. Much better. <laughs> he's much better. Tobias. No. Uh, one thing that flew completely under the radar and still really hasn't been announced, Matt Patricia taking over play calling on Philly's defense. I don't even understand what's happening. I didn't see it happen. I saw you text me and said that. I'm like, yeah, can't, it's got to be a typo, right? Yeah, and it's still like under the radar. Like it, I saw it on a couple like niche. Like I think I saw Shefty posted it, but it was never like a Bleacher Report headline or ESPN headline or CBS headline. <laughs> Like, maybe Shefty lied? <laughs> nope. I'm pretty sure I saw Patricia on camera but, on Monday night. Yeah, that was completely out of the blue. And he got torched by Drew Locke, so what are you going to do? Yeah, maybe we give it back. Let's see. Next up, Desmond Ritter benched yet again. Uh, I don't even know what to say anymore about Atlanta as a whole. And Arthur Smith 
as a whole. What a terrible experiment this has been. Yet they're still in division contention somehow. Because <laughs> <Just laughs> the division's so bad. Not using Bijan, having two below average quarterbacks, defense playing good enough, apparently. Uh, very odd, odd season overall. And losing to Carolina in a 9 to 7 <sighs> ball game. Come on, dude. I don't even know Come what's on. happening, dude. I'm glad I'm not an Atlanta Falcons fan. With Staley fired, I think it's officially time to call Arthur Smith the worst coach in the NFL. Currently, yes. Got to be. Now we go to Pittsburgh to a hit we all saw. All felt. Some would say a shot heard around the world. But not malicious in my eyes. Come on. I don't think it was malicious. I think there's more blame on Gardner Minshew. I don't disagree. That was a terrible thrown pass. But that was a malicious hit. Come on now. Why are you hitting the guy like that when he's going to the ground? NFL, dude. It's old school football. Now, maybe you say you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it was his fifth unsportsmanlike conduct penalty or unnecessary roughness, whichever one they probably rock it down as. Uh, Fifth one of the year. I mean, he dove at his head. If he would have hit him in the back... He maybe you, how, maybe, could he, how could he have hit him in the back? They dove headfirst into each other like two rams on a, on a charge. Except one of the rams was already going to the ground, and the other ram was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm getting this guy. you got to finish the job, dude. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm kind of playing a devil's advocate there. Yeah, that, that was, was terrible. Uh, that was not a good look. Classic Steelers, honestly. Same thing. Yeah, we've seen it before. Um. That kind of brings the talk, like everybody's saying, Steelers' culture is getting questionable. Definitely offensively. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen the George Pickens blocking fiasco. Uh, he'll be talked about in Bum of the Week, for sure. Um, and his response to that was, well, I ain't trying to get hurt. Even the bummiest part. So, now there's going to be effort questions. you got two divas as wide receivers. I don't know. And the thing is, you know... Back I mean, when they were the guys that are being dirty now, like the steel curtain's going to be the steel curtain. They forever. aren't. They aren't good. Yeah, the steel curtain's always going to be the steel curtain. They're always going to have dirty hits on defense. That's the Steelers. They've always been that way. They always will be that way. I mean, unless they get a new coach who's like, "No, nah, dude, we play by the rules," and then he'll just get fired immediately. So you expect it, right? Am I shocked that that hit was made by their safety? No, I'm not. <laughs> For the fifth time this year. There's just some things that you expect to see. Am I shocked every time T.J. Watt takes down a quarterback and then punches him in the face for no reason? <laughs> no, you just that just happens. Like that's not something that you that you blow out of proportion. But that's the Steelers' defense. And being a Browns fan, you will realize the Steelers are fun to watch for the same reasons we hate them because they're dirty. They're fun to watch because they're dirty and they make big illegal hits. But we hate them because they make big illegal hits. It's it's a double-edged sword. It's as entertaining as it can be. And then after the hit, you're like, ugh, what a bunch of douchebags. And then you're just ready for the next one. And then again, for me, the most interesting part of that thing was Brady's comments you know, after the fact about quarterbacks not taking care of their wideouts. In also, general. Dude, it is unreal the amount of people who comment on Tom Brady talking about big hits who just decided they weren't going to watch football before 2016. Correct. Like, the dude played for 20 years. The rules evolved 
So yes, your most recent memories are roughing the passers, but did you see the first 15 years of his career where he was getting creamed by Ray Lewis? And always took it like a man. Yeah. For the most part. Take a he hit He literally out. said it. I got up. Yeah. They would never see me stay on the ground. I got up no matter what. And they want to blame Brady and Peyton to a degree and Rodgers for making those rule changes happen. They don't make the rules. But it's not them. And if I wanted to defend their best players and their best product. And how many receivers did Brady have that got knocked out of games? Outside of the one hit on, I forget if it was Welker or Edelman, by Cam Chancellor, which really wasn't even that terrible of a lead throw. Brady was beloved for always putting the ball in safe spots. That's why they were so good. Correct. Safe balls means yak. And guys staying on the field. Yeah. And guys wanting to put effort in because they know that they're being safe when they're being targeted. You know, you're not being led across the middle into a heavy-hitting safety. Yeah. He's, you're not running into Ray Lewis on a slam. game-planned to avoid guys over the middle who were big hitters, even when the hits were legal. There were times when the throw was open, but you knew as soon as you get that ball, it's going to be bad. And Brady wouldn't make the throw. Check down to the next guy. I also have seen so many people who were like, oh, Brady doesn't know what he's talking about, out of touch with the league. Are you going to argue with the best quarterback and most out of touch intelligent with the league quarterback of all time? When he's been out of the league for what? One, one year? year? Half a season? Come on, dude. I know Twitter arguments are the lowest of the low, but come on. You guys got to have some kind of standard out there. Just have a brain, like even just a little bit. If you have like six brain cells, saying he's out of touch with the league makes no sense. He played last year. Exactly. One year gone. Look, Shane, (laughs) (laughs) even Shane knows. If you Twitter guys can't get Shane on your side, there's a serious problem. Shane is very, very gullible, and he's very easy to get on your team. And Shane also didn't watch the first 15 years of Tom Brady's career. Exactly. And he still sides with the logical, Because he has YouTube, and he can go watch Tom Brady's first 15 years of his career where he's getting just creamed. He also has us as good That is true. He does. We are very good. You're like a sports encyclopedia. I wouldn't go that far. And I'm like a sports highlight reel. Correct. But you definitely have all the history down pat. I'm just like, you remember that time that Barkevius Mingo got a pick six? Do I ever. Yeah, highlight machine over here. Remember that one time Peyton Hillis ran for 900 yards and somehow got a Madden cover? Never to be seen again. (laughs) Like... That was his best career year was like 872 yards. And like what, eight touchdowns? How does that get you a Madden cover? (laughs) A white running back before CMC? Had to plug him in there. But like, I guarantee you AP and LaDainian Tomlinson had better years, unless they were both It's also not like the Browns were even good that year. No, they were terrible. If they were like like, a one seed, okay, you can make a case. I I mean, was that Jamal Charles time or a little bit before? We're talking Arian Foster. You're talking what, nine, ten? Around that, yeah. Yeah. I think he got the cover in 2012, so it would be the season 2010-2011. He wasn't even like a top, probably top 15 running back. Probably not. But hey, you know what? A cover's a cover, dude. And we're talking like Megatron, right? Like Not to not, mention, not to mention Breeze, like, Brady, Roethlisberger, Peyton. Yeah. Rodgers. Come on, dude. And Peyton Hillis gets it. Was it a fan vote? <laughs> even <laughs> then, a fan, dude. How is Peyton Hillis the in favorite. <laughs> Did all the white guys on Twitter just band together and vote for Peyton Hillis? I have no idea. Did Peyton Hillis have some blackmail on uh, EA or what? 
I don't know. Either uh, way, yeah, it's just it's weird to see hits like that still. Quarterback's got to be better. We got 12 per side in the Pro Bowl now. It was a vote. Fan vote? Yeah. Do you have the numbers on that? I don't have the numbers, but it was, a, it was a vote. Landslide. Never do a fan vote. It always goes with the funniest option. Oh, yeah. Which, like I when guess. Taco Fall was going to be an all-star <laughs> <laughs> after playing three minutes of basketball. Hey, well-deserved. Those were a hard three minutes, man. Yeah, that makes sense at least. <clears throat> yeah, adding a fullback spot and a slot corner <laughs> spot to the Pro Bowl. He, he had under 400 yards the year that he got the... Uh, so that wasn't even his year. Yeah, it wasn't even peak albino rhino. That's crazy. What a time to be alive. Well, it works out now because he's got a 94 overall Madden cover card in Madden this year. Well, of course. I mean, him and Joe <laughs> Flacco, 95-plus overall team-up, dude. Yeah, they, it's, they, get, they went Gronk, Richard Sherman, and I think the next release, what was the next release for covers? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And Peyton Hillis. Unreal. And my buddy was asking me, he's like, who do you think they'll put in this? And I said, I don't think they will, but I hope they do Peyton Hillis. Because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> and sure enough. He's got like 95 speed. The guy was slow. No, he didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's unreal. <laughs> I wonder what peak Peyton Hillis in actual Madden that year. 86 speed. If that. 80 tops. <laughs> He's just basically oh, Mike man. Allstott, but worse. Oh, I'd love to see it. <clears throat> like, watch Peyton Hillis highlight reels. It's just him running over guys and then getting one-yard rushing just, touchdowns. <laughs> absolute all-time legend. Give him a statue outside Cleveland. Um, Is that it for news here? Uh, one more. Shocking news that we got right before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommy DeVito has a new off-field agent. And uh, Sean Stiletto or Stilato Sean Stilato will be his on-field agent, whatever that means. I'm assuming basically just his mascot. Ah, you know, it's uh, good for business. Uh, but yeah, all of his off-field things will be handled by someone else. I didn't get the name, but he's representing a lot of guys off-field. Very big NFL agent, very successful. I saw, I think it was... Um... The ESPN draft dude, Todd McShay, told a story about he played his high school championship was against Sean Stilato, who was the quarterback. And he beat him. And then, like 10 years later, he wanted to write a book about it. And he got in contact with Todd McShay. And McShay's like, no, F off, dude. So now McShay's like, 10 years later, here we are. I'm still hearing about this guy. He's like my boogeyman. He's my, he's like his Pereira to his Izzy. What What a weird connection to have. That is. Very he weird. pops up Why because of a write third a string. Book about his high school quarterbacking <sighs> days. You know. Uncle Rico, man, you peek, you peek. That's true. He didn't know he's going to have the coattails of Tommy DeVito to write on also in 2023. True. And uh, a few quick stats here. Trevor Lawrence now has as many turnovers in his career as passing touchdowns. You're welcome. He said two fumbles last game. Well, three of those picks the game before. And that also that added up quickly. Yeah. Five turnovers in the last two games. It's ugly. And then what seems to me an unbelievable stat, for the first time in Matt Stafford's 16-year career. In year 16, we He's are. had back-to-back 100-plus yard rushers. We're in, in year 16. Games. That's insane. Matt Stafford. 
Now, I get the Lions didn't exactly have a great running game back in the day, but even the Rams with, with Stafford. God, I don't, even think, I don't even think I can name a Lions running back from Javi at best. Is <laughs> the only guy I remember. Do they have, they have no Sean Moreno? Is he a Lion? At some point, probably. He kind of had a couple good years and then just went journeyman. Yeah. I don't think that he might have had one year with Reggie. That was like late career Reggie. Yeah. Either way, to go 16 years without having back-to-back games. Hey, Adrian Peterson at like that 40 years old. <laughs> that does not count. In fact, I forgot that even happened. Actually, I don't because he had one big giant highlight machine, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you, he had one like 150-yard three-score game for no reason. But just one, not back-to-back. No, it was just one. Yeah, that was Adrian Peterson who had that. I'm at Stafford. Out of the IR, starting off with uh, another pair of your brownies, unfortunately. Yeah, Grant Delpit, Delpit and Akaronquo. I, I don't know what at this point. Defense is just running on morale in the dog pound. And it still works. That's it. It's literally just morale in the dog pound. I don't know what else could be holding them together. Maybe Jim Schwartz, too. Maybe he's just like Dan Campbell in the locker room. Next man up. But... God, it's so ugly. Besides Garrett, because he didn't miss a start, right? Correct. Every other starter has missed at least one game? I think. At least one? Yeah. And yet again, still playing top-notch defense. At home. We're terrible on the road. But it's because the dog pound's not there. It it can't just be because of the dog pound, right? To be that, like they're legit the worst defense on the road. Yeah. And by far the best at home. Yeah. That's a significant margin. It's dog pound, dude. Remember the Warriors like two years ago? Yeah. Like 40 and 2 at home and like 9 and 30 on the road? Yeah. How is there that much difference? They don't have a dog pound. I'm telling you right now, like the dog pound is game changing. Can we get footage alive from the dog pound chain? Oh, dude, absolutely. Is it too dangerous to pull your phone out there and get it bumped or lose it or something? Uh, you might, but you'll be fine. Tape it to your hand. Get some footy. I can do that. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, dude. Kickers will tell you that's the worst stadium to kick in, into oh. the dog pound. They, they're fine kicking into the other side, but the dog pound, dude, you just can't. Kicking straight in the mouth of hell. The energy just coming out of, pulsating out of that, it, that's where it all starts. Dog pound ain't hyped, the stadium ain't hyped. Like a student section in college. Yeah. Very, but pretty much drunker identical. and more uh, rambunctious. Exactly. And <laughs> sometimes 75 years old in there. Like, it, it's crazy. At any point during. That Thursday night game. Will Shane have the bulldog mask on? I might. It might pass around. Keep you warm at least. It will. It will. Until it freezes to your face. And now you're just permanently a bulldog. <laughs> dog pound face. Imagine <laughs> 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 how bad his mic quality would be then. Yeah. That'd be rough. Oh, you know, guys, it really hurts my Uh, What else we got here? Jamar Chase out. Officially. Officially. And I believe, I thought I saw C.J. Stroud was ruled out, but maybe it was just trending to being out. Uh, if not, he will be. Because I'm pretty sure he's still in concussion, like he still hasn't cleared. Um, still sensitive to light. Oh, so yeah. he's definitely not playing. There's no chance. His, yeah, he got, that was rough. That was Tua-esque. Yeah, Tua pre-learning how to take a tackle. And then Zach Wilson, same thing, concussion, but looking much more positive to play this weekend. <sighs> I mean. Is it going to matter? Probably not. Doesn't play, plays, start Trevor Simeon, start Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle's gone. Oh. 
Well, I know they said Salah said Rodgers isn't coming back, and with no playoff hopes, that makes sense. Yeah, he shouldn't. Even though he's definitely one hundred percent healthy, ready to play. Uh, I don't know. I don't know maybe not one hundred percent. Ninety-five percent. He could probably if they were in the hunt right now. He'd come back. He's playing. Yeah. But I did see he said he he wants two years with the Jets, not counting this year. The twenty-four will not be my final year, barring another injury. Well, that's of course. Good. So, but hey, we'll see. What a guy. Then nice he goes. Let's see. Zach Moss arm out for the year, but JT scheduled to come back this week. Question yeah, mark. We'll he's see. On fantasy, he says he's healthy. And then Keaton Mitchell, rough knee injury there. And there's nothing anyone could have done to prevent that. No. He got tripped up, and when he went to gather, just got his footing back awkwardly, and it just folded inside itself. Unfortunately, things like that just happened on the football field. Yeah. No play, no tackles getting banned for that one. Uh, speaking of medical rooms and positions specifically, anybody unluckier than Ravens running backs? No. I mean, J.K.'s probably done for his career. Keaton should miss significant time going into next year. Again, as a rookie. Explosive rookie at that. Gus has missed a ton of time just over the years. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Yeah. If you're a Ravens fan, at least. And then last but not least, of course, the Pittman concussion. Thanks to uh, Demondre Casey. <laughs> yep, thanks, man. And now to the film room. Shane, the first thing on your agenda in the film room. The Raiders 63 bomb. All right. Checks out. Good job. Yeah. I figured it'd say Kadarius Tony sucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's he true, does. But he not does. our leading story in the film room. Yeah, really bizarre there. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was 21 0, fourth the quarter. The Raiders first quarter. couldn't miss, dude. Got torched by Aiden O'Connell. Honestly, uh, I'll say that looked better than the Dolphins 70 bomb. Oh, for sure. It was just, the Chargers totally, totally gave up. It was beautiful. Yeah, precision. Like, I actually think I started hearing opera music after, like, their sixth uh, touchdown. That gorgeous one-handed pick six. That was that might be play of the year. Read that perfectly, jumped it, made an incredible play. What a catch. Big man touchdown in there. You love to see those. Big man tutty. Topped out at, like, 16 miles an hour. Something like that. As 6'5", 330, that's, that makes Faster no sense. Faster than me. Oh, just kidding. Then all of us combined, probably. We've all seen me off the jump, dude. You get a quick burst. That's all you need. You'd be a good third down patch rusher. Exactly. Ten snaps a game, give or take. You're getting by Dewan Jones. I know that. Probably. I mean, Dewan Jones currently. Not, not healthy, Dewan Jones. Uh, healthy, he'll get a false start or something anyways. <laughs> uh, the Bengals with three fourth quarter scores from the legend, Jake Browning. We then led a game-winning overtime drive to kick that field goal. Looked terrible all game. Yep, and then until, fourth quarter comes, yeah. and it's game time, Just boys. like Joe Flacco. In that same vein, 2-12 in the fourth for elite Joe Flacco. Three picks and three quarters before. Uh, but you know what? How do you end the game? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Squeaked by. Probably should have lost that. Darnell Mooney, Hail Mary in his lap. About. In his lap. Didn't happen. Had it right there. Bears lost. So hey. It's the way the ball bounces. Bears suck. Bears suck. Bears suck. Here's my idea for the Bears, actually. I heard it from a good friend of mine. What if they keep fields? They draft both Drake May <laughs> and Caleb Williams. <laughs> and the trade. Obviously, they're going to compete for the job, right? 
the two losers they trade and get first-round picks for. Thoughts? I'll hang up and listen. Well, what's the competition like? What are we talking here? Off-season? Oh, for sure. And probably through the first nine weeks of the season. <laughs> the season. So that was an idea actually thrown out by Shane before the pod started. But again, was that Shane in character or was that serious Shane? No idea. We'll never know. We'll never know. Listen, listen, listen. They'd find their quarterback of the future. <laughs> Maybe. They would, dude. What are the odds that all three of them suck? Pretty high. It's the Bears we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay, but it's Caleb Williams and Drake May. Who was the last good Bears quarterback? Jay Cutler? Smoking Jay, probably. I was going to say Jay Cutler if he cared about football. He did. Just didn't show it, you know. He cared for like two seasons. Yeah. I think Fields is your guy moving forward. Yeah, you don't draft either of those guys. No chance. Or you draft both. And you definitely don't draft both. And you definitely don't try and trade them away <laughs> with no trade value either. Because other teams are going to be like, why are the Bears trying to trade these quarterbacks? <laughs> They've each started three games apiece. That's the Bears not are good. two and seven. <laughs> and they're trying to offload these guys. And for, Justin Fields is on a round two and oh win streak. <laughs> yeah, sure, Bears will help you out. Give me uh, Caleb Williams for two first and a twenty twenty five second. Why not? Shane's still learning the trade system. He's used to the NBA. Yeah, is that the, where it's like thirty draft value picks. A lot differently. Thirty draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, Donovan Mitchell wasn't even that good, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, one game we were totally wrong on. The Lions just steamroll the Broncos. Uh, not even close. Five tutties from Jared Goff, no turnovers. Statement win. Run game. Lions. And the defense showed up, finally. I guess a good offense? Yeah, No, not really. They've but been hot. To finally see them actually get back on the right track after being the worst defense since the bye week for them. Step in the right direction. Uh, then the Carolina Panthers and the uh, Atlanta Falcons okay. played. <laughs> Did they know? Uh, <laughs> Did they? Moving on to the Browns versus the Bears, which we kind of covered already. <laughs> they had open seats for 45 cents, and nobody took them. That's crazy. That's impossible, right? Yes. Yes. Like, somebody saw that and probably thought it was just a scam. It had to be. That, that's not real. They're like, NFL.com? I thought, it was, I thought it was NFL.org. This that's has to be, be a scam. 45 bucks, right? It's got to be a typo. Even for 45 bucks. That's steal! A... <laughs> Absolute steal, dude. 45 cents? It'd be great if they comboed it with like half-price beers or something. Now, would you actually go see that game for knowing how it ended up? 45 cents for 45 and half-price beers? Oh, if you're throwing half-price beers, then yeah, we're going. I'll watch anybody. Not half-price beers? It was bad weather, right? But no, full-price beers, full-price uh, food. How are the chicken tenders? That'd be pretty good in Carolina, right? I'd imagine. Carolina barbecue, at least. You'll have a good time. You'll have to watch the game. <laughs> You're just in there. I mean, yeah. I'd probably go for 45 cents. Plus, there's probably the employee that got fired from, uh, from AT&T last week. It's probably working there. Went to Carolina. He's like, hey, man, you got 50? 50 cents, dude. <laughs> I'll let you in, bro. You got 50? Get in here, dude. Come on. You're like, yeah, that'd be cool, but I'm getting in for 45 cents. Oh, nice damn. try. I can't, I can't undercut that. You got me. <laughs> Even even this week, throw man, me a quarter and I'll let you in, bud. You can tickets for thirty bucks against the ta- uh, the Packers. That's just to watch Jordan Love play. Exactly. You probably hey, get. You know what? They got momentum. You could probably get seats on the bench for forty dollars. You can get in the game <laughs> for like fifty bucks. Let's see how much. You want to be a starting offensive <laughs> tackle for a week? <laughs> so, boys, 
I'll do, I'll do a drive. If you want to go and see your boy Baker Mayfield at the Carolina Panthers, how much do we think tickets are right now? Let's see, divisional game. I'm going to go thirty-seven dollars. Seven. Fifty. Thirty-seven. I said. Oh, thirteen. Dude, let's go. Wow. Let's book a flight right now. Yeah, if flights were seven dollars. That'd be great. Now nah, start driving. <laughs> let's go, boys. Road trip. You can get at the 50-yard line as close to the sideline as possible for $100. That's unreal. Outrageous. I would get autographs yeah. just for fun. Again, you're probably getting Give me Buccaneer's side. I was going to say. Honestly, give me Bryce Young's signature. Could pay off one I day. I like the guy. You never know. Or, uh, oh, man, who's the? Brian Burns. Yeah. A hey, fun fact, the, the visitor side is actually more expensive. As it should be. What's it? Probably double. 170. Checks out. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over the details from that Brownies game? Besides just that Flacco fourth quarter? That's it. That's all that's really worth I mean, talking again, about. Again, a win's a win, right? Yeah. Keep on trucking. Keep on keeping on. And you mentioned the scenario of the potential matchup to end the year. With you guys in the Bengals. If we both went out, we have a, the I think the exact same record. No, they're one loss, one win behind. But we would have the exact same record if they beat us in the last game. So they could edge us out that way. That game could decide a playoff spot. Could. It's in Cincy. What'd you say about them edging us? What? Okay. Other news, the Dolphins shut out the Jets. As expected. Um, yeah, I should have played the Dolphins' defense. The Browns' defense still played pretty well. Yeah, though. beating another bad team, as they have done all year. Uh, big matchup against Dallas in the who-can-finally-beat-a-good-team bowl. Somebody has to win, I think. Well, the problem is, are either one of you really actually good teams when you haven't beat uh, any good teams? I want to say no. So it's really just... <laughs> I want to say no. The, <laughs> I mean, who's going to finally get a... First or second over 500 win just to lose to a 500 team next week. Yeah, it's the biggest, the most win, most combined wins by two teams with the least combined wins against 500 teams. We have like 20 wins combined, only two against teams above 500, at or above 500. That's crazy. Which seems just impossible to even have your schedules line up that way, but. They did it for the story, man. Uh, Houston legend Case Keenum, you think a 13 point comeback. <sighs> Texas 8 and 6. In the playoff hunt, still. Does Case Keenum get them where they need to be? Nope, but one game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Just get by one more week till CJ comes back. Oh, man. Niners drop a 45 on Arizona. The Cardinals put up more points than Dallas and Philly did combined against San Fran. Put up 29. Who would have thought that, How right? does that make you feel? Uh, doesn't change. It's, it's San Fran, dude. Come on. They could have shut us out. It wouldn't have mattered. I would have. No, nah, I'm not. No, there's no hope there. Cardinals are better. Clearly, they beat us. So exactly. <laughs> Here you go. And then uh, the Bills ran all over Dallas. I've never seen anything like that before. 15 attempts from Josh Allen. That's it. Who would have guessed that the Bills don't have to rely on Josh Allen to do absolutely everything on the offensive side of the football? We've Besides throw himself the football. Saying that for what, three years? Give or take. Two years at least? Definitely two for us on the show. But. Yeah, like 50 rushing attempts, 300 yards, 
James Cook blew up at 150, I think 50 through the air. No adjustments from Dan Quinn. Yeah, Josh Allen had two running touchdowns. I mean, come on, boys. I thought it'd be at least competitive, but I should have known better. Can't beat a good team. You can't beat the Red Hot Bills right now. Exactly. On the plus side, your guys' first round in the playoffs should be against a team under 500. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, it's going to check out, barring us, if magic happens in Atlanta or New Orleans. You remember that year uh, the Commanders got in with like four wins? I remember the, I think the Seahawks went in with like six wins. That's crazy. And I think won the first round. Unreal. Hey, that's Get in. <laughs> Anything can happen. Then your Sunday night game, Baltimore locked down the Jags as expected. And unexpectedly, not just the Seahawks, but Drew Locke took down the Eagles on a last-minute bomb. Time to worry in Philly? Uh, Drew Locke was very hyped up. Did you see his, uh, I guess he's still sick. And then he did the... I don't know what his thing is, or was it something that looks cool? They him do and Gino, in Oklahoma and Gino or something. Together. Yeah, is that the isn't that the Oklahoma thing? I thought maybe. No, I don't know. Oh, they do horns down for Texas, Oklahoma. But that's not no, what I uh, thought. I thought Drew Lock did. I know what he he did. Like the it almost looked like he was putting on a jacket, or like but a, then he <laughs> like a backpack. He made like a football with his hand. Yeah, I thought that was something they did at because Baker did it at Oklahoma, right? There's got to be a shot at Hurts then. Oklahoma guy as well. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm pretty sure. So it had to be that then. That's yeah. what it was. I know Hurts was sick. Uh, yeah. Either way, I, I'd be a little more concerned if I'm a Philly fan right now. It's three straight. Niners and Dallas I get, but Seattle, you should definitely beat, even on the road, you should still beat them. Yeah. Niners, Bengals still alive for a Super Bowl matchup though. What, what, what a pull that would be. Unfortunately, th- oh, did I say Jamar Chase? Super you, Bowl MVP? I said Burrow, you said Chase. That would be the greatest call of all time, given the circumstances. Second. Let's go new game of the week here, boys. Uh, show unanimous. I think, yeah, we all just kind of said Niners-Ravens on Christmas. Yeah. Hype it up. Uh, by 8.15, you guys should have opened all your Christmas gifts, so why not watch the last one? One seed versus one seed. Best offense against best defense. And second offense versus second defense, uh, to be honest. Pretty much, yeah. Um, Spend that however you'd like. By the line at all? Niners minus five and a half? Seems steep, but Niners at home? <sighs> I do think they are that much better than even Baltimore is. Yeah. I think it's a clear one gap. And then a clear gap between Baltimore and whoever the third team is. Cleveland. And then just, who knows? Probably Cleveland. Because in our power rankings, we have Niners, Ravens, and then just, we don't know. Yeah, so Niners, Ravens, everyone else, and then probably Cleveland at the five. Checks out. Cool. How do you, I don't know how to rank Dallas, I, Philly, Detroit. How do you rank anyone else at this point? Miami, the Bills, I have They're no all idea. The Chiefs, four. I, I don't know. Nobody's consistent. Just the Niners and Ravens. Can we just stop playing right now? And this game could be like the Super Bowl. That'd be nice. Just get it over with, boys. Yeah. But then again, Lamar Jackson's only won one playoff game ever. That's correct. So. And I think this streak will continue. When Lamar's healthy, they're the one seed. Versus Joe Flacco in the playoffs. 
Elite versus elite. Could you imagine Joe Flacco eliminating the Ravens from the playoffs? In an already bizarre, crazy, historical year, what better bow to put this on This is top? some multiversal shit. You can't write this. Like, if Lamar Jackson even plays the Ravens in the playoffs. One, that means the Browns advanced. That means Joe Flacco is a starting quarterback. Joe Flacco is a starting quarterback. The Browns advanced somehow in an away game. Oh, that's, that's the biggest uh, stretch there. And then we go to Baltimore. <laughs> and on a last minute. Because here's the thing. Hail Mary. Joe Flacco feels at home in Baltimore. Oh, of course. He's so he's not going to have that pressure. Half the fans might be rooting for him. He's got nothing to lose. That's the thing about you guys, too. There's, there's no pressure. No. You've been so beat up. We're the Browns. Yeah. Even if you were healthy, there's really no pressure. Even if we're 100% healthy. You're we're the Browns. You're to lose. We're Cleveland. Yeah. You're always the dog. There's no way, right? It's, it's impossible. But if, there, if there was a year to do it. Turn your mic off. <laughs> Here comes the hope. Here comes the, I want to hear it. I want to hear the hope. It's not hope, dude. It's just I know it's going to happen. Stone cold fact. You want to make a bet live on the air? $17 million. No. Double or nothing. <laughs> no. I'm already so in We've won one playoff game after in like 35 years. Okay, cool. We're going to win do. like three this year and then win the Super Bowl. So, As much as I would love that. I honestly don't see a Super Bowl in my lifetime. If that were to happen, if Shane call, if Shane's call comes correct, it's only fair that Cam takes over the EP role and Shane is now owner and main host of Deal. SNS. You got to take over the social medias. That's a shake. I'm a witness. All right, Flacco, then. now the pressure is on. And then Joe Browns Flacco. win the Super Bowl. Yep. You can sports and stogies is yours, bud. Thank you. Thank you can fire us both. It. You I mean, could. You're in full control. If I fire you both, can I still use this as the studio? Well, you're, you're the owner, so yeah. Okay. You right. technically would own this room. Maybe the entire property. You I could take our, over. I've not seen our legal contracts, but there's a lot of fine print in there. A lot. It's pretty much all fine print. Okay. Okay. Actually, it's legit just, it says sports and stogies, and then I can't even really read the next it's 19 just, pages. Yeah. Bunch of Very legal small. So, yeah, it could be all yours, pal. Hey, dude, sounds good to me. I put nothing up on that. That's a fair point because it's such I a long shot. I don't yeah. need you to put up forty-five cents. Put up a ticket. I, I for, get to uh, keep the laptop. Like yeah. that's mine. <laughs> As EP, that would be your property. At least according to the contract, I think it's. I think it's in there somewhere. Executive producer provides, provides laptop. I think I remember There's my lawyer page writing page fourteen, subclause two A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll check it out here, pro show. Now, now hold up, hold up. So, Joe Flacco. After the Super Bowl, signs a five-year, $230 million deal with the Browns. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. We have that kind of money? Uh, Deshaun Watson will just decide that he doesn't really need the money. Oh. He's just, <laughs> <he's laughs> okay. just going to blow it all in massage parlors anyway. And you're now, oh, man. And you had it. You had momentum. You would have to retire sports and stogies immediately if it wasn't me in charge. No. Is what you just said. No. That's basically what came out of or your Or it'd mouth. blow up. And we wouldn't be there to partake. It'd be it'd blow up in a for not the right reasons. Uh, any PR is good PR. It'd I be like it'd, Skip Bayless. It'd be like Jinxie's chat. No, you don't think so? Nope. 
That has nothing to do with sports. I know, but it'd be It'd the be same. like Skip Bayless's comments. Hey, the man's loaded. I haven't really looked at his comments, honestly. Uh, it's all people just saying, dude, you're wrong. You're an idiot. You're dumb. <laughs> and then one guy is like, you know, he's kind of got a point. <laughs> and it's just Skip Bayless's burner account. Or Eric Lewis. Named Skip Bayless's burner account. <laughs> <laughs> Hide in plain sight. Um, you boys both won your SNS playoff matchups, correct? We did. Yes, I did, and I'll tell the fans exactly what I told Larry ahead of our matchup. Not exactly, maybe. I don't, yeah, don't read. Hold my nuts, just like you did two weeks ago. Bold talk right there. Because I'm coming for the championship. Are you confident? Yeah. Is Shane confident? No. Facing off against I'm actually projected to win. So... I'm confident if Tyree Kill plays, but the problem is I don't think he will, and when he didn't, I put up, I think, less than 100 points. He's a team carrier, for sure. He is, and Zay Flowers put up 1.7 last week, and he is my next best, op- next best option for wideout. I am projected to win. You have A.J. Brown and Mike Evans, right? I do. A.J. Brown put up, like, seven. Okay. They're still both better than Zay Flowers. No, I know, but they're both in the lineup already. I need to fill Tyree Kill. You have no flex option? I'm starting DeAndre Hopkins but, and Christian Watson. Oh. And I won a playoff game already. And well, I can finally put Josh Jacobs back in the lineup. They're dropping 65 this week. He's projected 15 somehow. But Christian McCaffrey, man. Again, a team carrier. Even a low week for Christian McCaffrey, his lowest is 13.8. That's insane. But Larry has got some ballers. Oh, best record in the league for a reason. Jalen Hurts, Bye. Alvin Kamara, James Cook. Now, he's lost a lot in the wide receiver department. Starting Chris Godwin, Noah Brown. Ooh, okay. That definitely goes in your favor. But he does have Trey McBride, Jonathan Taylor, Buffalo's defense, and Justin Tucker. It's a pretty strong way to finish your lineup off. So, right now I'm projected to win by eight points. Could we get a Cam v. Shane championship matchup? That'd be crazy. It would be. I hope it happens. It makes us look a little better, at least. It would. Can we pick up players on the waiver right now? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if that was, like, blocked. Do you... Who could you – you picked up Joe Flacco already. Who else could you want? How – how – Who else could you need? Exactly. I don't know. I How greedy my, can you be? Half my receivers are injured right now. Allegedly. So I – One. I, I need, no, 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 no. One of your receivers is injured. Zay Flowers is also injured. He's out? It's questionable. He'll be fine. He's been questionable every single week this year. But – But he is playing San Fran. Just click on Zay Flowers. Just click on him real quick. You can read the little thing right there, and it'll tell you how much he's practiced. Didn't practice Wednesday. Oh, God, he's out. Guaranteed. He plays Monday night. It's plenty of time. It's an extra day to recover. Yeah, it says he's probably going to play Monday. There you go. But you could go pick up Greg the Torch Dorch. You could. Who's even on the waiver wire? The Josh Downs. Josh Palmer is actually the best nope. player. Nope, nope, don't want him. And after that, it is 
Darius Slayton. Yep, so you're keeping Zay Flowers. Yep. I mean, honestly, picking up Josh Palmer for the Dukester next week. Nobody at this point in the season should be starting any Charger. Mad Max Dugan's got to come in, right? They have nothing to lose. Give the guy some reps. Might as well. Johnston, career revival. To ECU connection. Could you imagine if he goes all year just being horrible and then Duke Meister comes in? Who knows how to throw him the ball? 12 catches, 235. He just got to float it into his hands. Might not work every time. Can't drop a pillow. Uh, QJ could. No chance. If anybody could, it's him and Kadarius. Now let's go sleeper of the week. Reigning champ this week was Cam. Shane got smoked. <laughs> I beat him by seven points. It was a close match, but Shane, I mean, came with a a substantial win there by 26 over me. I think he scored more than my actual fantasy team. Probably. Uh, 106 uh, in that ballpark. Yeah. And somehow you advanced. I did. <laughs> so with two weeks to go, I have six wins, Cam five, Shane three, Shane four. Shane's goal... To play spoiler. Is to play spoiler. Yes. There could be a a couple tiebreaker scenarios. Shane's playing for second. And I'm going to play for a tiebreak with Cam. If I win, I'm locked in first place. Correct. If either of you win, if you win Cam, me and you are tied for first. Shane wins, you guys are tied for last going into week, the final week. Yeah. A lot of things at play here. Which means if if you win the final week, we both split the punishment. Correct. the poll will be going up when Sleeper of the Week concludes. And we're about at the time where I can do the, the polar plunge. Ooh. Ooh. At the Browns game. I would Thursday like for night. it to still just be an ice bath. Uh, we'll discuss there. How bad are these? Is it going to be like hop on a Greyhound bus and don't get off? Who knows, dude? It's that whatever is, the fans want. That's hilarious, but that seems a little harsh. It's whoever, it whatever the fans want, dude. We are for the people. Can we at least ride on the same Greyhound? No. Nah, that's, too, that's way too much fun. We would have a blast. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, dude. Probably get kicked off. I don't, there's some questionable characters already on a that Greyhound. That is true. Like, I don't think sir, that's an option. no fun there's, on a Greyhound, please. No, there's no way that us two get kicked off the Greyhound before 90% of the riders. Ooh, I take 99. Yeah. Point two. No way. So, fans, if you want to comment the old Greyhound random bus ride, uh, we wouldn't say no. Yeah, whatever you guys want, send in all of the options. We'll make a poll. You guys decide. You know how this goes. This is a very I would like to draft. revive the loser gets tased option. Ooh, I'm here for that. If they vote on it, dude, I mean. It was second place last year. Slim margins. Yeah. Polar Plunge won by like 3%. Ooh. So. I would have voted Taser if I voted. So would I. And it was me who lost. <laughs> I think I did vote Taser. I, like right? I think it's both funnier, and I'd rather do that in a polar plunge. Yeah. No, give me the polar plunge over getting tased. You ever been tased? I've seen videos of people like shitting themselves getting well, tased. Yeah, that's like <laughs> hardcore tased. You're not getting stun gunned in hell. It's just a quick zap, dude. You have to do more than a quick zap. I quick zapped myself. Wait a minute here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Say that word again, Shane. Zapped? We bring in the one and only... <laughs> Zap Meister to zap you guys live on air. I'm here for it. If you can secure it, dude. I will get in touch. Okay. I know a guy. I'll get him Sean Stilato. All right, Shane. What's your team? We're looking at Gardner Minshew, DeAndre Swift, Jalen Warren, Jacoby That wasn't Lyons. the order you drafted your running backs. 
That's the order that I wrote them down. Um, Jacoby Myers, Cooper Cup, David Njoku, and Evan Ingram at my flex. Super flex. Super flex. The first ever, I think, dual tight end lineup in sleeper history. Uh, that does check out. I picked second. Went with Baker Mayfield. Baker, K-9, Baker touchdown maker. Kenny Walker. Devon A. Chain, because Dallas cannot stop any running back right I'm now. I'm hoping. Brandon Cooks. Taking a shot on Gabe Davis after two straight zeros. He's due for a big game. Can't be three, right? Uh, it could be. It <laughs> very well could be. He'll I'm, at least I'm thinking, get one. I'm thinking 32 points. He'll at least get one. Trey McBride and a my super flex, Javante Williams. And as the reigning champ, I obviously need a win, so I'm taking a reigning champs team. We're going Justin Fields, Gus Edward, Jonathan Taylor, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, Dallas Goddard, and Jake Browning in my super flex. Tough matchup, no Jamar Chase, but we've bet against him all year. And what has he done? I have the stack. What has he done but win? Nothing. I think he's undefeated, actually. After that first game with the Steelers, but that was a long, long time ago. That know? doesn't count. He only played like half. Yeah, whatever. Right? You know, whatever you know. Or maybe most of it, but didn't play at all. Was that the game Joe Burrow went out? I don't think he started, is the point. Yeah, maybe he did, actually. No, because, yeah, he started because he played the game before that. Correct. We'll, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. All right, boys. Let's hit break here real quick for NBA and UFC talk. Episode 67 of SNS back after this. As 2024 fast approaches, Shane, you know what we're due for. We're due for a trip to the gym. To get back in shape, especially. too. Yeah. Uh, I've been due for that for about three years now. But as always, the New Year's rush in the gym is just the worst time to go. It's horrible because you can't get on a machine. You can't get on anything like treadmill-wise. It's all packed up full of people that you can watch and they're like not doing anything right. I mean, my whole routine gets ruined. Yeah, you're there for two hours to do a 45-minute workout. Which in turn is not getting me a good workout because no. I'm resting too much. You know, exactly. It's terrible and it's just, it's just it's such a hassle. I don't want to do that. Which was a better way to, to get back in beach bod shape for 2024. Someone needs to come up with that. Well, boys, stop all this yipping and yapping because I got the guy for you. Talk to me, Goose. Do you know what an ACE-certified personal trainer is? No, but I'd love to learn. So an ACE-certified personal trainer is somebody who will personally train you in all things fitness. See okay, what I did there? that sounds promising. See what I did there? I did. You didn't have to we say did. it. Just let it go. <clears throat> Not only is he ACE-certified, but he also has his own personal trainer Funko Pop now. Is that a fact? It is. It's pretty dope. Personalized, customized Funko Pop of my boy ACE-certified Evan Keaton. All right, so what, we go to the gym, meet the guy, get a workout in there. It doesn't really solve all the problems that me and Shane were talking about. I mean, that's an option. He does offer that service. But he can also bring the gym to you. To, like, my residence? To your house. Okay. All the equipment. I was going to say, that's my next question. I have no equipment here. I'm one step ahead of you, bud. How about his contact information? Oh, I'd love to get a hold of him. Would you like that? How can I? His email is allthingsfitness. See what I did there? I saw it. 15 at gmail.com. His cell phone number, 937-308-6324, and his website, allthingsfit.org. On his website, you will find that he has fitness classes from low, moderate, and insane intensity levels. As in group classes. Correct. It's very, uh, very alluring there, too, especially after the new year. It, it is, you know. Because one-on-one can get a little um, maybe intimidating for a new... Somebody on their new fitness journey. I could see that. You get like a little self-conscious. You're like, this guy's kind of judging me. And that's Funko Pop certified personal trainer. 
Evan Keaton. The one and only. Good friend of the show. And a good member of the inaugural SNS Fantasy League. Let's talk NBA. Where do you want to start here, boys? Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. Yeah, as soon as we finish recording After last episode. After throwing a spinning back fist. Well, it's incidental, you know. At, I don't even remember who he punched. Nurkic. Uh, Nurkic, uh, yeah. Even better. For some reason, Nurkic was at three line. I, you know what? I side with Draymond on this. Why was Nurkic out on the three? <laughs> Get down in the bang in the paint, dude. What are you doing out there? Wrong place, wrong time, dude. That's what the whole altercation was about, dude. He Probably. Just him to get back in place. So what are you doing out here? You don't belong out here. Get back over there. And then he tried. Where do you belong? He tried Boom, to point. KO. He tried to point back towards the paint. And then did like a spin. Wind up. Flailed his arm back in a fist and threw it. Yeah, it's and it just a complete accident. Everyone's overreacting. And now he has to go to classes. Yeah, I don't know any details on that as far as indefinite suspension. He's got to uh, meet with the NBA before he can get reinstated. And what, like anger classes or yeah, conduct? I think, I think he has to go to anger classes. Um, I don't think he's an angry guy. I don't think he is either. I think he, I'll be I, honest. I think he genuinely just has fun beating people up on the court. I think... He loves that old school style of basketball, and he just can't not live it. And my thing now is for the Warriors. You know, five years ago, you can get by with this from Draymond, but he's not good enough now to keep putting up with this kind of behavior. No. At this point, you're severely costing the team. Definitely needs to tone it back because he did sign like a five year deal. Yeah. So you got to dial it back. I don't think anybody's going to trade for him. With Clay regressing a little bit, oh, he's heating up lately. You need your guys out there, and you can't be having Dre missing, who knows, maybe the rest of the season. The chokehold, I'll allow it. I thought it was actually warranted, because I don't like Rudy Gobert either. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> just impressive that he got up to that seven-foot-tall neck. I think just the speed at which he caught to go and choke that man out when Rudy wasn't even okay. involved in the He didn't choke him out. He didn't. He put, he, him in a, he put him in a chokehold. But it wasn't for even that long. No, but he and wasn't. Rudy wasn't trying to get out. This isn't Islam we're talking about where he locked in on Charles Oliveira and Charles immediately tapped. There's no shop caught out there. Locking in Wonder Boy. Like, even Rudy was, like, just flailing his arms. He's like, what's going yeah, on, dude? Look, look around. Like, what's up with this guy? Is this the end? I hope not. I want to see him do it more. I don't think he was talking about just Draymond Green. I think he was just talking oh, about the, the Warriors, Warriors dynasty. Yeah. Well, that, the whole thing, really. I mean, Draymond as a yeah, important player and the Warriors dynasty altogether. Uh, I know you read a report that said uh, Steph <laughs> requested a trade from, uh, from Woj, I think. Dude, that was such a crazy thing. <laughs> the guy had Woj's account, his profile picture. He was Twitter verified and everything. Had me so fooled. Gotcha. Got me good. I, I clicked thought, on it, and he had 3,000 followers, yeah, and I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> if that was Shane, I get it. I thought you would have known better. But you think, you know, verified. The fact that he woke. had 3,000 followers, too. Pretty impressive. Can we just do that? Can we just fake being like Stephen A. Smith and just build up our fan base a little bit? Probably. Why not? Shane, when you take over the show in a month and a half or so, make that your first priority. Pretend to be celebrities to get... Clicks. Clout. Yeah, yes. for sure. That'll work. I like that idea. Now we have to talk about Shane's favorite player, the return of John Morant. Speaking of controversial players. Uh, a, poor, uh, 
according to sources, he said that he had a gun on the court. <laughs> okay, come on. Let's be serious. <laughs> this is a journalistic show. Reporting no, facts right. only. He played really good, but I don't think he's going to play for very long. He's going to find a way to get himself in trouble again. Maybe. I want to be optimistic here. You'd think after the past year and a half, two years, you'd finally learn to start to move on a little bit. But they see, they usually say third strike, you're out. But now we're on like four. He's, or seven. Yeah. Either way, came in, what, 30 points, game-winning three, coming back from a 17-point deficit. Played great. Getting a dub. He had like 35, yeah. They're clearly... Remember last year when the little talk was that maybe they were better good without him, without Ja, and now this year they're terrible and they're great with him. Well, not great, but looked a whole lot better. Looked be like the, basketball. Could be the Dylan Brooks effect too. Uh, that is also true. Without Ja and no Brooks and no Brooks, you're a pretty terrible team. With Brooks, no Ja, you're all right. They went like what seventeen and two in that stretch without Ja. Give or Something take, wild like that. Dylan Brooks, six points per game. Three cuss outs. 19 shots. Two technicals. Yep. Great defense, though. Yeah. Lockdown defender, dude. Trade rumors. I know you said you got a couple. I a lot of talks of Donovan Mitchell on the move. What do you get? And who does he go to? I don't know who's shopping. Once again, what team is one Mitchell away from taking that next step? Shane, thoughts? I know I've heard, you, had some, I've heard talks. You, you had some thoughts on this a couple months ago. Or like a month ago. Did I? Yeah. I've heard talks of the Knicks needing that third piece. I could see. I don't know what they'd send you guys to make that happen. I don't think they really have anything where if they were to trade it, they'd get better by adding Mitchell. Um, uh, you can't add another ball-dominant player. No. Charlotte, Mello's too ball-dominant. Uh, No. For both of them? No. He's a great point guard. He is, but I'm saying it's that... It's not ball dot. He spreads the ball quite a bit. You're not going to make And very team. efficiently. But whatever you're getting rid of, you're not going to make up with a ball-dominant guard in LaMelo Ball. The team's already not that great. Yeah, but he can be... Donovan Mitchell can be a spot-up guy. He's just never been in a role where he's had to be. But if you have... Because Bricker staff doesn't understand how to manage... An offense. Attitudes. Yeah. I don't think Charlotte's... No. No, we had talked about the 76ers. Remember? Remember that? No. Probably regressed it after you <laughs> agreed with me after like 10 minutes. 10 minutes? He held his own there for a while. I don't know. I, Orlando has a lot of pieces. The problem is you would, like, in my opinion, as a fan, you have to give us so much because we gave up so much, and I just know that we're going to get, like, a first-round pick. Like, how bad is it really? You know what I mean? Like, is it James Harden bad? And even then, like, are you guys in panic mode right now? No. Are you trying to sell? No. But if somebody's interested and they want to offer the right, a good enough offer, You're take gonna listen, it. listen, at least, yeah. Yeah. I guess OKC has, like, 30 picks in the next five years. Uh, we need Shy. Never going to happen. No. Uh, we need Lou the Tort Dort. And uh, Chet Holmgren. I mean, Lou the Tort Dort and Jaden Williams. Boom, sold, deal. No picks. No picks, just straight uh, up. Throwing a 20-31 six-rounder. No picks. And your GM. Now that's... Did I forget to mention that? That's <laughs> not <laughs> eligible, dude. How about Spider for the GM straight up? 
And of course, again, the Zach Levine talks. Apparently, Lakers and Bulls are very close to getting a deal done. It can't be for Zach Levine. You mentioned they really want Caruso back. That's all the reports I've heard was they want Caruso, not Zach Levine. Which I think is best for them. Probably. All you need is a defensive role player. And what better guy to fill that role than the GOAT than Alex the Caruso? the defensive role player. Yeah. Headband and all. I don't know. At this point, I feel like he's just never going to get moved. Levine will be a lifetime On the plus bowl. side, the trade deadline's not till like, what, February? Somewhere around there. So things will start heating up a lot then. Right in that nice post-Super Bowl window. Yeah. Where things have died down here on the show. Yeah, off-season, we got to get creative. Oh, we got, I've got a list cooked up. Bunch of fun Sick. ideas here to, uh, to fill some time until Let's spring training. Let's try and do and like all of our time. interviews in the summertime, too, from now on. Yeah, during baseball, slow time. You know, that definitely works out better. Or even just doing like stuff pre, like record it and then release it two months down the road. Where yeah, we can, we like kind of release it, it in the summertime. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. We'll discuss that off air, though. I've got some contenders or pretenders. Hit me. For you guys. After the in-season tournament's oh, over. Sorry, hit us. Well, Please. you mostly. We'll see what Shane thinks. Um, team's kind of on the fringe. Starting off with the New York Knicks. Shane just rolled his eyes and let out a small sigh and looked like he died inside when you said that. What's he think? Sometimes they look great. But then there are some times where you wonder why Julius Randle still plays basketball. <laughs> I think Fair point. Pretty okay. much summed it up perfectly, pretenders. Yeah. I think in the East especially, you have your top three teams that are pretty well established. And then your Knicks Cavs that are kind of that tier below. Yeah, I'd like to say that the Knicks are a tier below the Cavs, but I can't really say that anymore. Based off last year's playoffs. Yeah. And just this year. So far, at least. Cavs have been terrible. Not really, but just, they look, they're not having fun. Yeah, which last year they were like the most fun team out Something's there. Something's going on. In the locker room? I don't know if it is Donovan Mitchell, but I don't know what's happening, but it's not the same Cavs that we saw last year. Gotta wake up here, boys. How about the Orlando Magic? Pretenders. Pretenders. We, we touched on that, like, what, two weeks ago? And they've kept it up since then. They have, but... That's well, fine. Come playoff time, no yeah, chance. No. Don't believe in Paolo and Franz Wagner? No. The Dallas Mavericks. <sighs> you look the same way I did when you just asked about the Knicks. Yeah, but that's not your favorite team. No. This is my second favorite team. So. In my fan-based opinion, I'd love to say they're contenders. But. Realistically, the inconsistencies are too great to say that they're contenders. Is there enough help outside Dad, Luca, Kyrie, and so far a great year from Timmy Hardaway? I like That's Lively it. a lot, but I don't think he's a championship kind of piece. I don't know. I mean, Luca can only carry you so far by himself. I'm going to say right now, pretenders. The aforementioned Golden State Warriors. Pretenders. Pretenders. Not even close? No. And last but not least, are Indiana Pacers? I think contenders, but they're on, like, they're not a championship level team right now, 
but they're very like the like the Thunder. They're close. They could make a deep run right now, and no. One so, in my that. opinion, they are contenders because they're they will be contending for a title. Could potentially be this year. I'd be very surprised, but I'd say in the next three. Got to fix that defense first and foremost. They'll, they'll put up one forty a night. Yeah. Now, come playoff time, that shooting is a little bit streaky, as always, with every team. Yeah, I think they're still probably one or two years away. But bright and fun to watch, for sure. Very Cavs-esque. Our team of the week, making its return here after the tournament. I've got the Cavs. They, play, they beat the Jazz tonight, they play the Pelicans tomorrow, and then they play the Bulls to close out a three-game week. Um, I think they lose to the Pelicans and beat the Bulls. I've got the Miami Heat, who beat the Magic tonight, host Atlanta, which they should win, and then host Philly, which could be a toss-up. I'm going to say lose to Philly, though. I took the Philly 76ers, and it's in only a two-game week, but big Christmas Day game. That's why he took them. And the gift that keeps on giving Christmas Day sports. Yes. They play the Raptors. They should win, and then I think they'll beat the Heat. Should. They should. Should. Uh, I think that'll wrap up NBA here. What's the etiquette for getting sports on on Christmas Day, like during the day like that? Hey, let's see what's on TV. Now, oh, see, well, again. the problem is everybody's got Christmas Story, Home Alone, something's on already. With Thanksgiving, it's already established. Right. There's a history there. NFL's going to be on all day yeah. while you're cooking, getting things ready. Christmas, I feel like it's got to be at least, depending how early you start, 2, 3 p.m. Well, that's when the basketball tips off. Yeah, so I think they, you can't go noon tip, which they've been good about that. You know, you get in and have your breakfast, get your presents opened, hang out a little bit. I think come two, three. That's, that's pushing I'm it, maybe. But so I'm so stoked for my grandpa's Christmas breakfast. Oh, legendary? Oh, man. I think probably the only person I can say that makes a better spread than I do. That is a high bar. And I'm a... You're known for your breakfast. I'm a very self-critical person when it comes to my food. And I can never critique my breakfast. Except eggs. Just because <sighs> sometimes they're a little run. It depends on how big the batch is. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's very difficult, depending on your, your cookware, to cook the whole carton of eggs through and through sometimes. Yeah, I make my eggs runny just for me. I don't really care. Like, scrambled runny? or Yeah, yeah. Okay. But if I'm cooking for, like, a you know spread... Yeah, you got to be a little more careful. Make sure you get it perfect. The yeah. old Gordon Ramsay technique. And I will say, I also season my eggs. Oh, you have to. S&P, a little bit of garlic, with uh, usually a little bit of like cayenne or something like that. Now we're talking. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that Sunday slop eventually. One day. Hopefully sooner rather than later. One day. I do need to buy a wok. Yeah, that's your most important step of that process, really. Yeah. No walk. I don't know if I'd be able to cook it in anything else. Yeah. Get you and Sherm back in the kitchen together. Film it. (laughs) SNS cooking show. I would love to do that, (laughs) That'd be dope, dude. That'd be cool as hell. Fun fact, I actually used to make YouTube videos called Quarantine Cuisine. I have heard that. I've not seen them. They've been archived. Archived, yeah. But, and it wasn't good. Like, it was before I started actually cooking. 
which was only like three years ago. Yeah. And I will say, top notch. Come a long way. But I was making like just box mac and cheese, and I'd put it on like a double decker spicy chicken patty. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, I'm here for that. That does sound Slamming good. in barbecue sauce and just be like, all right, here we go. And I wore this super oversized sombrero for no reason. Yeah, it's your stick. It's your gimmick. You got to have something like that. Yeah, dude, it was pretty legendary, honestly. Isn't it like your typical deadpan voice back then? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe punishment should be you unarchive those videos. Hey, guys, welcome back to Quarantine Cuisine. Today we're doing a mac and cheese stuffed <laughs> double-decker spicy chicken bomb. One time I did a the ultimate breakfast sandwich. It was like six pieces of bacon, six sausage patties, <laughs> toast, eggs, syrup, just all over it. It was. Could you get your mouth around it? No, of course not. It's not a sandwich, then. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it, by definition, that was maybe. just the presentation. When I actually ate it, I had to take like a couple sausage patties. Well, of course, yes. Yeah, too much going on at once. <laughs> Cheese. Oh, naturally. Yeah, just dripping everywhere. Let's go to MMA. UFC two ninety six. Banger card. Could have been better, but of course, thanks to Shane. Shane's favorite fighter wasn't able to fight. Ian Gary dropped out. Darn it. Do we know why? Um, I've heard some theories. I thought Pneumonia is the uh, official cause that we put out there. Said he wanted to fight. Doctor said no. I heard his wife said he had pneumonia. And then she was with. She was still there with Sean O'Malley? That's unconfirmed. Allegedly. But I did see a picture, and it could just be people trolling. But it could have been posted by Sean Strickland. So many comments that said, is that Ian Gary's wife, that it almost has to be a little bit true. Like maybe he, she just looks like her or something. I didn't really dig into it. Does she have a sister maybe? Cousin? Either way. Did, uh, did anybody see the ex-husband? Not to my knowledge. Okay. All right. Uh, but turns out, vegan diet, not good for your immune system. I guess not. Somehow you get pneumonia the day before the fight. You know who didn't get pneumonia? Who? Shavkat Rachmanov. You know his diet? Horse meat. Yeah. He, he swears up and down by it. And results back that up. It, they do. They do. Yeah, I've not seen momentum grind to a halt quicker than Ian Gary. Not even pertaining to stuff in the octagon. Yeah, and he's fighting Joff Neal next. Which, again, I don't, like you mentioned earlier, why not just reschedule Luke? No idea. Why are like, you... Luke didn't fight. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. That's Luke said, I don't want to fight this cuck anymore. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, after Jeff and Shafkot's fight, that's what you want to give your rising star to? Yeah. Like, that I, seems I, brutal. At this point, I kind of hope Jeff Neal just beats Ian Gary, and he kind of just disappears. Yeah. And I was high on the Gary train. But again, nothing. I've not seen a momentum stop like this before. It, yeah, it's tough. Just in a pure PR standpoint. And it's like, it wouldn't be that bad if she didn't have a book about it. No. That goes a long way. Like, you fell for it. I mean, maybe he says, I don't care. Uh, you know what? I love maybe. her, and I'm going to go for it anyway. And props to him. More power to him, you know? But the fights that did happen were pretty excellent. Pretty Correct. great card front to back. Start with Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell. Why Emmett was a dog, I don't know. Uh, huge right hand. And then kind of scary pose, I mean, after the fight. Uh, yeah, Bryce, Bryce kind of seized up a yeah, little bit. for sure. But he did post that he was good. Thank God. 
He said he doesn't remember anything. Shane, you know all about that. You told me about it. Yeah, he posted a video, I think, the day after. He was just back at his house building a barn. He said he Sounds like Bryce Mitchell. Felt fine. Doesn't remember anything. He did thank Josh Emmett for not coming down with a second. He did. Oh, yeah, most fist. guys, when you hit a shot like that and see the reaction, you kind of know. Yeah, because he said that could have been bad news. Oh, for sure. I think we both picked Emmett, too. Um, I went back and looked at mine at least. I couldn't remember that fight, but I know otherwise I went four for four. Uh, not counting the um I didn't the pick that fight. No. I don't think, unless I did just on the air. I didn't write down my pick. Um, either way, great win for Emmett, moving momentum there. You had Patty and Tony. Uh, went I'm going to go ahead and give that win to Luke. <laughs> we can roll with that. So I'll take the one for one there. Patty. You, you made your opponent drop out. That's a dub. Patty the batty, man. Again, no shocks there, right? It was just a master class. Uh, besides him not keeping his chin down, which he's got to fix that. But against Tony, you can get by. You can get by with that against Tony. But, I mean, he really didn't get too hurt. Nah. He got cut, but nothing serious. He wasn't really ever dazed. Uh, Tony looked terrible on the ground. As expected. Uh, but chin of steel... His own downfall, There was honestly. a couple times where I thought the fight might have, should have been stopped. Yeah, I've heard some talks of Patty should have been able to finish him, but it's Tony Ferguson, man. And, the, and Patty was right. He said it's a lose-lose. Yeah. Even if I win, he was a wash Tony Ferguson, you're going to nitpick something. And, like, it doesn't matter that he threw 50 significant strikes around and just completely and utterly destroyed the guy. And it's sad because nobody talked about Jamal Hill like this. When he beat Glover. Not at all. Who was also 50 years old. To be fair, though, Glover just came off a championship. In much better shape at his age than Tony is now. Much less damage on him. Yeah. But same. If anything, that was kind of Glover's peak. Like He peaked at like 38, 39. I guess. I don't know. And now, of course, the talk is, can we just make Tony retire? He wants to keep fighting. Can Dana just say, like, nah, man, you're, you're out? No what more is his contract fights. up? I think he's got like two more on his contract. Just let him fight it out. His, I mean, his legacy's already destroyed. Seven fight losing. It's tough to even say destroyed because it's you, destroyed. you want to separate. Like because Khabib he was, said, after the Gaethje fight, he'll never be the same. And yeah, he hasn't. And been. Ferguson was peaking. Yeah. Like he never peaked. We don't know what he could have been. 12 fight win streak. Should have fought Khabib like seven times, kept getting postponed. And then here comes so Justin like, Gaethje. Yeah, his, his legacy is destroyed. He never got to the top. What could have been? Some alternate universe. Tony got the belt. Still has the belt, maybe. And then Tony says, yeah, it took a pandemic to make me lose. And it's like, that's not... Yeah, maybe the first one, but you lost seven straight now, pal. What Come it on. took. It took a freaking one. If you're not the same after the Gaethje fight, you're definitely not the same after getting kicked in the face by Michael Chandler. No. Where your entire face moved that was and your ears flapped. One of the craziest still shots in history. Like, watching it in slow-mo and you see his ears start flying like Dumbo. Yeah. You're done. Hang him up, Tony. Don't want to see that anymore. Again, fight out the last two fights. Just take fun fights. Don't take guys who are trying to prove anything. Just take older guys like you. Like uh, Bobby Green. Oh, Bobby might kill Tony. He already fought Bobby Green. I know. Like, take fights like that, though. 
Like, it's not going to move anybody up in the rankings. It's nobody trying to prove themselves. Just take fun fights that is fun for both of you. And finish out your last two fights. And walk away with what little health you have left. I don't think the UFC even extends a re-offer. No, we shouldn't. No. But then he'll probably go to, like, BKFC. I would hate to see him go. It, please just go to one or PFL. No, just retire. Don't fight anymore. Like, if you're going to go fight, don't do bare knuckle. You'll die. <laughs> Literally in, in the ring. Probably. Which, for a guy like Tony, maybe, maybe that's what he wants. Maybe. With that mindset. Blaze of glory. Yeah, lifetime fighter. Boys. And it's not even a blaze of glory because you just got outstruck 100 to 2. <clears throat> I know we're towards the end, but I do need to go home and study dude, for like, this. It's like five, five minutes. minutes away. I, I need us to wrap it up, dude. Right, let's go. We got five, five, five minutes left here. Okay. Shopcott, Wonder Boy. Unreal. I have my certification test tomorrow. You've had seven of those already. But anyways. This is the last one. Shane pulling a Wonder Boy, trying Wrap to tap out right before the bell. Four yeah, seconds remaining. Four, okay. I'm just saying, like, I, I need to get this stuff. I need to go home and try and study a little bit. What time is it? Sleep. It's 12.40. You said by one. I said by five 12. Minutes away. I said by 12. Okay. We took a long break, to be fair. Either way, Shafkot, another finish over Wonder Boy. Again, as expected. Would have wanted to see Wonder Boy fight out four more seconds. He should have. Maybe he didn't know what the situation was. Maybe he didn't hear the... Stick clap thing at ten seconds. He was in the process of being choked out. Or it was so. just that tight and had to tap. <sighs> this Shavkat. And then I think the fight of the night, Pantoja and Roy Val. Definitely. Besides the Irene uh Which I didn't see unfortunately, Aldana. But I've seen some highlights. It was pretty brutal. Uh Pantoja with the win, defends the belt. Uh, crazy cardio, crazy chin. Yeah. This Snooze fest, Leon Colby. Yeah, I I didn't think it'd be a great fight. But I didn't think Colby would sit around on his ass for three straight rounds. When he fought, he won, in my opinion, definitely probably, probably won took round four. And four. Five. Yeah. And I think you could argue he won round five. Yeah, but he just didn't do literally anything in the first three. Unreal. So I don't even just, know what you do with Colby moving forward. Yeah, just give him money fights. He'll, he'll keep taking co-mains to sell tickets and sell your press conferences. Fair enough. But should never get a title fight ever again. Barring Agreed. a huge five-fight win streak. And again, Leon, respect the guy, good dude. Is he a great champ? I don't think so. Shafkot's coming, only a matter of time. Now, let's go ahead and do a stick pick here real quick. We can get Captain Shane out of here. You got uh, plenty of options for our penultimate stick pick of the year. Oh, here we go. What'd you get? The Luciano... Just Black Luciano. We'll call it the, uh, say the Fiat Lux. Why not? We'll do Luciano Fiat Lux today. Again, one of my favorite up-and-coming brands. Going to explode here, hopefully, in the big market real soon. Ash for cash. Again, like last week, we each took one game. Which I don't think I actually could... Ex- All right, we did Christmas Day. So Shane went Sixers plus one. Cam went Mavs plus four at Phoenix. And I took Niners minus five and a half. Ten bucks to win 60. Pretty modest, but I think three easily achievable bets right there. They're going to piggyback that. Of course, as always, we do not give financial and or betting advice. So we do take not. that with a grain of salt. Except me, because my pick, my pick hit last week. You were the only one that hit last week. Correct. That is true. Was the only one. The Close But No Cigar. We're going Maple Leafs Blue Jackets. CBJ, a 5 nothing lead in the third quarter, in the third period. Blew it. 
and then won it 6-5 in overtime. Unfortunately. Uh, first time in history, a team has blown a 5 nothing lead in the third period, and still won after that, thank God. Leaves close to a historic comeback. But no cigar. And bums, I got Draymond to start, obviously. Uh, don't need to say anything more on that. Chargers, self-explanatory, same thing. 63 to a team that got shut out the week before. Panthers-Falcons for that just abysmal game. And my last pick, George Pickens. Touched on it earlier. Not just not a great wideout, but the attitude is... Terrible. Horrible. Chase Claypool Especially for a bad wideout. After the comments about not blocking for Warren, he's like, I don't want to get hurt. Y'all see what it's like out there. They doubled down on it. He's been a diva all year. And again, not good enough, like Draymond, to be putting up with this kind of behavior. Those are your four bums of the week. Shane, take us out of here. You know what we always say around here, boys. SNS. SNS. To the moon! moon.